and stormy night in the Jibcast studios. And Pat and Brian were hunkered down watching a, a movie called X-Men 3 The Last Stand. Not even halfway through the series of movies. <laughs> the Last Stand. The last one ever today. I... Uh, this is a movie that um, I think they call. I think the that was cause... that was good. You just say that this was a movie. <laughs> the, all right. Well, good night, folks. Uh, <laughs> they. Uh, what was that? Was that the movie thing? So, no, that was that was a friend request from some sort of uh, bot because it's just a picture of an attractive lady. So ah. I just I just delete them. I hope no attractive ladies ever actually ask for my friendship because I will just automatically delete you. Welcome. Take that, attractive ladies. Welcome to a, another episode of Special Edition. There is a thunderstorm going on, as you've heard, uh, but we're here to talk about the movie X-Men 3, The Last Stand. And uh, I think they called it that because they thought, you know, this is probably the last one we're going to do because it's a trilogy and we only do I trilogies. Mean, it- Right, especially at the time, it was unheard of to have these like twenty-something movie. <laughs> yeah, right. And you know, it's like we're gonna, you know, whether it does well or poorly, you know, this is probably the last one. And it did. I think it did fine. I should. I could right. look it up. It, it I, did I, fine I, financially, but reception-wise, was very mixed. Right. And then afterwards, they were just like, okay, I think we could take another stab at this and make like a, a really bad movie. <laughs> Which is what we're going to talk about next time when we get we, to X Men Origins Wolverine, but not today. Right. Today we're going to talk about X Men Three. Not on Rex Manning Day. The a movie that is. Um, let me just say, there are some questionable choices in this movie. There are, and yet there are some amazing choices as well. I, I I came away from this movie, and again, um, let, let's let's not get into it too far very quick spoiler free review um i i will i will always say that any of these x-men movies are worth one watch oh yeah you know even origins wolverine just so you can be part of the conversation mm-hmm. um but all of them are worth at least one watch this movie has some really good things especially for the time you know, it hasn't aged as well as it could have, but I mean, you know, what does? Um, but uh, overall, I, I would give this probably out of all the X Men movies, this is probably a solid C minus. Okay. Maybe a D plus. Fair, fair. I remember when this movie came out, I didn't really care for it. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of concerned that. I haven't seen it in a long time and watching it again, I was like, I wonder if it will actually be like, there will be hidden nuggets of things that I didn't pick up on before. And actually it's pretty good. You know, like my, my younger self couldn't, you know, didn't see it, but now I, now I see it. And that is not true. I, <laughs> I, I, I think I dislike it for different reasons than I did originally, hmm. but um, it's still like, it, it's just, it's kind of mind boggling. I don't know, like the other movies, you could tell they definitely had a message to them, you know, like this is what the heroes are doing. This is what the villains are doing. And we were always like, you know, we get kind of what the heroes are trying to do. The villains, like we, we, we actually are kind of, you know, starting to feel for them because, 
you know they're they're up against some some good odds and sure you know, like they've yeah. you know this movie is just like i don't know what who's the good guy who's the bad guy why is anybody doing anything uh why, I mean, is, why are some people not doing anything right here here's part of the the problem again with the x-men as a whole when they're not fully understood when somebody takes them on and and maybe doesn't know exactly what they're doing um the x-men are we and we've talked about this a lot over these last couple of movies they're so complex mm -hmm. you know they're not just a so very clear right but and, and it's not a very clear these are the good guys these are the bad guys these you know it, it's it's not that way. There are a lot of points where you're like, that good guy did something I disagree with. And there are times where you're like, fucking right, Magneto. Mm -hmm. You know, get him. I, I'm one of them, and I still say get them all. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the, this movie is, is definitely so... It's very... It was a very... Surreal, because I haven't seen this movie in years and years. It was definitely not a favorite. Um, I mean, honestly, none of the X Men movies are. Uh, I, I this this movie made me realize more than um, some of the other movies that I've watched recently that it's so hard when you're a fan of the source material, and it's not like these characters are made to be episodic. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you like when you take a character like Rocky Balboa. You know, this uh, kind of left field here, but you know what I'm saying? Like Rocky Balboa had this like, well, actually, this is a terrible example because he had like eight movies. <laughs> let's yeah. let's let's jump back. Mm -hmm. uh, you you take uh, like the Watchmen. Okay? OK, you don't need more than one Watchmen movie. You could use one that was done right all the way through, but you don't really need that. That one movie tells all the story that you really need. Right, exactly. If you, fun, can fit, if you can fit but, the most interesting part of a character's story into their movie, you know, that's it's right. like um, like another good example um, or maybe a, a bad example that illustrates your point, I feel, is like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Because yes. Batman is also built to be episodic, but it's like the first movie is his origin story. The second movie is like a year or two later and he fights one villain. And then the last right. movie is like eight years later and it's the end of his career. Yeah. And it's like you we you told that whole character's story, a character who has so much beautiful, rich history in three movies. You just left out. You left so much meat on the bone. It seems wasteful. Yeah. You know. So let's, um, Ooh, that was a good, that was a good thunder there. <laughs> we're we're going to die. I, I'm, gonna die I'm stopping hearing them now though. So it must be all your way I think for, so. for a little while pre-show we would hear, I would hear them on Brian's end and then I would feel the rumble on my end. Uh, yeah, but now a, I think it's, it's all, it's all your end now. We're a good, uh, we're, we're a good distance apart from each other. Yeah. yeah. We don't record in the same room. We're like, what, like 20 miles apart, something. Something like that, which was actually a shock to uh, my sister recently. She was like, w -w -w what? I was like, yeah, we we podcast from our our own homes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to drive over to your house. You're going to come all exactly. the way over here once a right. week. Jeez, we, we would never do a podcast. If yeah. that was <laughs> we would do the anyway. yearly podcast. OK, right, right. So anyway, long story short, this movie is not great, but it's worth I will say this. This movie of the original cast has the best like X-Men action scenes. 
like yes. people using their powers, fighting as mutants, superhero stuff. This movie has the best of that. That's what it has going for it. There's yeah. not a lot of other things going for this movie. There, There is one other major thing I would say. Um, and again, like, we're going to just start getting into it. So I'm going to go ahead and sound the sound spoiler it. alert. Here it goes. A spoiler. Gesundheit. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I, this is actually not a spoiler at all, but Kelsey Grammer's casting as Beast, one of two best castings ever. Mm -hmm. the, the first being Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Yep. Uh, I, I've long stated while Hugh Jackman has grown on me and I find him to be a, a good Wolverine, I never, like when they announced it and everything, I wasn't like, this is the guy, you know? I, I'm still waiting for that that moment where I'm like, there's Wolverine. There he is, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Kelsey Graham, the the and we'll, we'll get into all of it. But his uh, his opening sequence of him, it, I, that wasn't the first time you see in the movie, but the first time you're actually seeing him when he's in his office reading the book, hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> that was so beast, you know. Yep. I don't it know was, how he's hanging from the ceiling, but that's beast. I don't. I don't even care. I don't even care. You know that beast could do that. <laughs> he had large, gripping feet. Mm -hmm. But I believe he's always wearing shoes. But whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Spider maybe does it too. maybe when he jumped down, he put his shoes on. He <laughs> jumped down into his slippers. Right. Exactly. Um, so anyway, let's let's go go ahead go all the way back to the beginning because this movie starts on what was the very first. Uh, in the Marvel movies of the shocking, we'll call this one an attempt at the de-aging process. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and honestly, I remember it being worse. I agree. I <laughs> was prepared for it to be really bad. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. really that bad. I, it, mean, I mean, it was it was very clear. It's not like today where you're just like, holy fucking shit. It's Michael Douglas from the 80s. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, all right. You just... This this kind of was blurred like, their whole yeah. face around their eyes and mouth. <laughs> okay. Okay. But it, I, in all honesty, it worked okay. It yeah. was not a bad thing. Um, it, it had that kind of like, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Peter Cushing in uh, CGI Peter Cushing. You know, where it's like, um, you're well aware that this is a CGI face. Right. Yeah, but, but you're it, like, it I'm looks, okay with it. Looks it looks very but real, but you're just like, it's ever so slightly no, off. No, it's not. The The movement is slightly off. Like, there was a couple of times when Magneto would turn his head, like, in the wrong way or too fast or something, and you're just like, ooh. <laughs> like, his, his face wasn't completely jointed with how <laughs> his head was moving. Uh, so the, the, the point where they, well, okay, they go in to see Jean, young Jean. Um, they, they're trying to recruit her to be, uh, you know, on the X-Men. And, um, you know, it's the part where she lifts all the cars and Stanley's water is going up and he's like, what the heck? And, <laughs> uh, and, and Magneto's like, oh, oh, I like this one, Charles. Um, when he turns his head, it was just like, it was very jarring. It was like, oh, oh, nope, that's not, whatever just happened wasn't right. That's not <laughs> how a human should move. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, I mean, obviously they weren't there. It was a really cool trick the first time, you know, seeing that in the theater. I remember being like, that's what we talked about outside. Yep. We were like the beginning, though. I mean, I mean, that was like 
pre-Star Trek Patrick Stewart. <laughs> but yeah, now, it was it was very shocking back then. Yeah, you know, and we were, I remember us being like, was that makeup? Was it computers? I don't know, man. Whatever this movie, it was. This movie came out in 2006, I believe. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. And, uh, yeah, this was the first time that we had ever seen. It was everything um, was makeup before this. I don't, they had never. Right. What, what went in their favor, at least, is like, you know, when we see, um, uh, what's his Ant-Man get de-aged mm. and, you know, and, and Tony Stark get de-aged and stuff like they're going back many years. And whereas these guys went like they didn't, um, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen still look old when they exactly. are young. Exactly. Is what right. I'm getting they're, at. They, so. they are definitely supposed to be younger, but it's not like they were shooting for, uh, James McAvoy's age, professor X, right. you know, when we're not, um, which was we're not, good. They were they were very smart about that. We honestly have no idea how old Professor X is, given uh, the various <laughs> stages of what he looks like in each decade that right. we've seen. But well, and I mean, the other thing is, is that this movie makes it abundantly clear how much the newer movies are absolutely not any part of these movies. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it is so clear that they are not joined in this universe <laughs> but uh we'll get to that um so basically we're, we're you know we we start and we see you know them recruit gene we see that gene is incredibly powerful as we remember in x2 cyclops very uh eloquently pointed out you couldn't even live the book gene <laughs> <laughs> oh that guy just kill him now. You know, just, yeah, just just murder that son of a bitch. <laughs> Take him out back and shoot him. I they, they made, these are some of the weird-ass choices that they made in this movie. So, the you know, we, we get past the whole, you know, recruiting Gene, and, uh, and then we jump to one of the more disturbing images in all of the X-Men movies, um, which is Angel trying to cut off his own wings with with an array of things yeah <laughs> like, like he's he's a got disturbing a disturbing array of things yeah like he he's raided got, the shed well and and it's it's clear that he does this regularly mm -hmm. you know what i mean like he has a box marked angel wing removal you know it's not really <laughs> that but you know that that's what he does he keeps that shit under his bed and and every, once a month he's got to gnaw off those stubs somehow um and it's it's very disturbing. You know, I started watching this movie with my daughter. Uh, you know, I, was, I wasn't really thinking. I was like, yeah, it's an X-Men movie. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, and then that part came up and I was like, you know what? Just cover your head. <laughs> and I would just make faces at her under a blanket. Um, and she was cool with that. <laughs> so um, anyway, so then, you know, we, we see that his dad is obviously not supportive. Yeah. Of the, the whole mutant thing. Um, and then we go into weird blobby cell things. I don't know. I that think was we the, went into some blood this time. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think it was, um, you know, it, we had to illustrate the the mutant uh, blood, you know, mutant uh, genes in the blood. Mm -hmm. So you could so you could wrap your head around the fact that they could be cured if you right. could see them, I guess. I don't right. know. 
This is um, um this I mean this is a superhero movie so you got there's always some suspension of disbelief but uh sure. you know you got to kind of you have to believe that the human body can have some genes suppressed and be able to like activate other ones to replace them you know it's like if you had your tall genes suppressed <laughs> right yeah right. Would, you get, oh, no. would you suddenly get short or would you just like die yes yeah. <laughs> you would get short and die um <laughs> uh, yeah it, it was it, it's a really dumb idea to be honest but i mean it's one that they've played out in the comic books too so it's yeah, and it's you know it's an x-men movie and right, x-men are right. already nonsensical so <laughs> right you accept it um you just if you if you accept one you got to accept it all so um you know the collars that can suppress the mutant you know that that kind of shit just none of it makes sense yep um but uh well, <laughs> while i was watching it with my daughter she she had so many questions <laughs> she just gave me like are they magic do they the have club. powers what is going on why did that boy do that why can't she touch him why <laughs> It's like, well, so, let's, let's let's rewind for two movies. And, uh, right, right, right. It's like, I don't want to put you through watching all of these, sweetie. Let's just shut up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Or I want to say, of course, I did not tell my daughter to shut up. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm positive. I, I just explained everything, every single question until I threatened to just tickle her. <laughs> I was like, we're just, we're going to have to just turn this off and I'm just going to tickle you for half an hour. Or we can watch this movie. And she said, okay, we'll watch the movie. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, so we've got, uh, oh, I, I should mention that was a 10-year jump. It was, right. a, you know, Gene, young, 10 years later, young, angel, um, and then present day, which is in the not-too-distant future, I assume. <laughs> it's always the not-too-distant future. Right. So... Um, now this one, uh, I, okay. I'm going to explain to the audience what I explained to Brian. Uh, I was, uh, I was a little lazy on this one, folks. Um, I, I could not find my X3 DVD. And so I watched this movie in clips on YouTube. <laughs> so I definitely missed a few things. Um, one of the things is this next thing that I want to talk about, because this was a huge, huge deal. Um, the Danger Room sequence. Oh, yes. Uh, so the Danger Room sequence was probably the most exciting, disappointing thing that happened in the movie. Because I remember, I re and I remember this so distinctly, uh, Jay Leno had Hugh Jackman on. And Hugh Jackman had a clip and his clip included the danger room sequence, which you, we get to see what could be construed as a Sentinel. Mm -hmm. And I was just blown away. I was like, Oh my God, they're doing it. They're doing the Sentinels. The whole, this, this is going to, this is going to be the greatest X-Men movie ever of all time, <laughs> of all time ever anywhere. Um, and, you know, maybe it was. It's hard to say. <laughs> X-Men movies leave a lot to be desired. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, when, 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 I, when we find out that it's just a Danger Room sequence, my heart just went, oh. I mean, it is, on the one hand, it is cool that they added the Danger Room. 
It is. That's true. That's true. Uh, Again, it's 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 again, it's. It's reminiscent, uh, or I guess uh, foreshadowing of things like Iron Man three, where it's like, yeah, it's cool that there is a Mandarin, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing I wanted out of this, you ruined, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so you know, well, it's you know what's great about X Men movies, Pat, is that unlike most movie franchises, they're eventually going to circle around and just do the same thing again. Yeah, so, probably 10 times. So. so we do eventually get Sentinels in this series right. for legit, and we get uh, uh, Phoenix again. We get a lot of things <laughs> again. We don't get the, we don't get the uh, cure again, I don't think. I don't think so. I think that that's, um, that's a one-shot. This, this movie, uh, let's talk about the cure for a minute. Just it's stepping out of the plot. This the cure is implied to not actually work uh, permanently, right? Although spoiler alert, bro, that's like the very end of the movie. Well, it's the end of the movie. It's it's a very very subtle implication, but Days of Future Past shows that yes, everybody's fine and they all have their powers again. Um, yes, although it's not like they talk about it. No, they don't. It's just it's just Brian Singer being like, you know what, that other movie didn't happen. Right. Brett Ratner's movie didn't happen. Um, <laughs> so, but like this, this is an, an interesting world where they have created this cure. And apparently they, because the lab is, you know, spoiler alert, the lab is destroyed. <laughs> apparently they don't have like network computers or anything or paper and they couldn't write down, you know, or send off site how to make this thing. Um and I guess they can't synthesize it without the kid or something. I don't know. But like, well, the, they again, they didn't get too much into the science, but they definitely implied that the kid was was everything. You know, like I, I as far as I could tell, they were just sucking the blood out of the kid and shooting it into other mutants. <laughs> if they, so if they still had this cure, though, like if they could do it, like it would be it would solve so many problems with like, how would a world like this work? Because it's like, let's say you're a mutant who commits a crime. You could be like, you could be like, well, you're going to be in jail for five years. And during that time, we're going to give you these injections that suppress your powers. And right. you just live as a normal human during that time. And when your time is up, then we don't give you the injections and, you know, your powers come back. Yeah, it's right. like it, 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 they don't have to build any more plastic prisons. True. But again, that, you know, that, begs the same question as um the how far do you go mm-hmm. you know that's that's part of the problem is that you get uh you get to the point where and, and you know they kind of address this in the movie too but where do you draw that line where do you say okay you know where why why would you not suppress professor x all the time forever he is very dangerous you know what i mean like he mm-hmm. you know for the, the fact is that generally he uses his uh abilities for good it doesn't make him less dangerous per se well i, th- I think you'd have to go the only thing you could do is go by the standard rule of law that we have is that you're you're innocent and free until you actually show intent to do evil or whatever Right. You know, like there might be uh, other circumstances that would warrant warrant it. But 
um, I think for the most part, unless Professor X like started acting up or, you know, getting old and killing everyone around him randomly, um, you would want, you know, you would just let him be. But right. anyway, this is not a, we're not going to solve the world's problems in this podcast. <laughs> we're not going to solve the Marvel world's, the Marvel world's problems. problems. No, no, that's not what this is about. All right, let's go back to, um, where were we, Pat? A land before time. No. Um, so I just FYI, I did just watch the Danger Room sequence, and it was the best part of the whole movie. Um, <laughs> you get a fastball special. Gets... Uh, right. It's, it's everything you could want. Wolverine's chomping a cigar. He's being a badass. He cuts the head off a sentinel. Fastball specials. The Colossus CG is really bad. Uh, <laughs> Rogue, they, I, for, um, oh, I was, the the flying effects for Storm in this scene are not great. No, very, very, very um, string. Yeah, they look wires. a little bit better later, but there's a couple of scenes with her flying where it's just very clear that she's got strings attached to her waist. She's on a harness, right? You know. And I, I will I will go on record now. Um, I, I think I've probably made this clear in earlier podcasts, but I think Halle Berry sucks, just like as an actress. Not as a human being. She's probably fine. But as an actress, I think she sucks. And I love Storm. So it was really disheartening when she was cast as Storm. The, um, the nice thing is the girl who plays Storm in the newer movies, the last two movies, um, is better. That's good. I haven't seen the last two movies, so I'll, I'll just trust you on that. I haven't seen Dark Phoenix. Um, but uh, but yeah, she. I just don't. I don't like Halle Berry at all. And the fact that this movie decided that she's now like the head X Man, like I really hate it. <laughs> this this movie does I, so much. I um, oh, go ahead. this movie does so much that's like, hey, we're gonna. <laughs> the whole first like quarter of this movie is just like saying things that are going to pay off later in the movie. Mm-hmm. But then also say like, you know, like professor X saying like, you know, I want you to take over the school someday. Um, <laughs> and right. then, you know, her being like, well, what about Cyclops? Isn't he the obvious choice? And he's like, ah, that guy, he's all, <laughs> that guy. He's probably dead. Yeah. He's crying about his dead wife or something. He can't run a school. <laughs> Can't possibly run a school. Professor X is significantly more of a dick in this movie than he definitely is, and than it's the sad. other ones, which I, is difficult again, to comprehend. But right, I, I I never I didn't pick up on this much when I was younger, um, like how big of a of a kind of a dick Professor X can be, um, especially because I love Patrick Stewart so much, you know. So I, he he got infinite passes, but he is truly a, a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, so we get, they, they get out of the danger room. There's, um, is that when, is that when Wolverine bumps into Scott? No, there's some more. There's, there's, uh, let's see. No, that's, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. I think that is. They, they, they pretty much get out of the it's, danger room. Then we cut to, they we are, cut he, to he Scott being tormented. Yeah. Right. Scott Scott is being tormented, uh, perhaps by Gene specifically, perhaps his own, you know, whininess. I don't know. I think Gene um, is reaching out to him because she does the same thing with Wolverine later. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll give him that, I guess. I still think he's just being a whiny bitch. It's both. Um, it can be two things. But, 
<laughs> it can be two things. Um, so anyway, so Scott <laughs> Scott becomes Wolverine for five minutes, <laughs> and it's like I'm leaving everybody. I'm taking some shit. And I'm leaving. I'm gonna hotwire <laughs> my own car. <laughs> right. And Wolverine's like Scott. What are you doing, man? I had to cover for you. Come on, dude. And Scott's like, shut up, old man. I'm out. You know, it's honestly, really stupid. Honestly, though, like his his line where he says, "Like, not everybody heals as fast as you do." Like, I I thought that was um, actually a pretty good line because it he is he is suffering a, a, a terrible loss. Like, right? He's maybe married to Jean Grey. We, <laughs> we cannot <laughs> confirm nor deny. Their marriage. He, he may or may not have been married. Either his wife or long-term girlfriend recently died. I mean, it's not terribly recently, but it hasn't been too long. And you know, uh, it's the not too distant past. Yeah, and <laughs> and Wolverine is like, I don't know. He's just like, hey, you know, I've known her for like three days, and I'm over her already. Why don't you get over her? But you he's know. not, Brian. He's I know not. that's. That's the real. That's that's that's, that's his secret you know, pet. He's always angry. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that's that's another great thing <laughs> for Wolverine, is that he, uh, you know, for for no no good reason, like he decided that he loved Gene for no good reason. Like mm-hmm. I, I get the lust aspect, you know. He was just like, hey. You're attractive. I'm attractive. Let's be attractive uh, together. You know, let's bump attractives. <laughs> um, as they say. As, as they say. I don't know. I'm, I don't, I'm not attractive, so I don't know what the attractive people say. But uh, I'm sure it's something like that. It's something like that, I'm sure. Um, so he, you know, I, I get that, that like, you know, sure. I, I, I dig you. I dig you. But like this, oh, like, nope. She was the one, man. She was the one. And I feel like, again, spoiler alert for the far distant future and past, uh, you know, you get that uh, sequence that I didn't actually see uh, where young Gene, like, finds Berserker Wolverine and, and, like, calms him. And one could say that that was, though the start. But that's stupid. (laughs) Yes, that is. There's there's also a scene uh, interspersed with this of Rogue and Bobby having oh, a yeah. having a really dumb argument. Yes, like yes. I I don't understand these people to be honest with you. And Rogue, these movies do such a disservice to her all Rogue, the time. Again, Rogue was one of my favorite characters from the cartoon show. I thought Rogue was awesome. She's such a tortured character, but she's also this bubbly kind of optimistic Southern gal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, well, not in this movie. You know, but that. no, no, she is. I really hated that they they de-aged her down and that they depowered her and all this other shit. Uh, well, what she's doing in this movie is like. She's the Cyclops of this movie. Yeah, she really is. <laughs> and it's very unfortunate because you thought her character was on a path to something in the other movies. Right. But then in this movie, it just takes a complete nosedive. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just a really way, to, an awful way to end her story. 
Um, and her story doesn't actually end if you have the rogue cut of Days of Future Past. But if you don't, if you have the regular one, this is the end of her story. Right. Um, she's so Iceman and her have been dating, and Iceman is very clearly a very supportive boyfriend who's right. like not like he he. I'm sure he's like, you know, I'm sure he's a horny teenager and everything, but he's still yes. just like I understand the situation. And I don't want to die. <laughs> and also, I don't want to put a lot of pressure. Like, he doesn't want to make her feel bad. Like, he's right. he's doing everything right. He, right. He is a fucking saint. Yeah. And she... With the exception of his obvious flirtations with Kitty. Yes. Well... You know, that, that, but again, it's like, that feels so forced. It does. You know, that's, everything that's another, about it. That's another part of the problem is like, so Rogue is basically like she's incredibly frustrated because she wants to just be able to touch people in general. Sure. But instead of like dealing with that herself, she's projecting all of it onto Bobby and making it making him feel like he's she's trying to make him feel like he's forcing this on her, even though he's not. Right. You know, like this is his fault or something like that. And that's a really shitty thing to do. Absolutely. Um, and the the thing with Bobby and Kitty is like really weird because they don't play it off like, man, he's really mad at Rogue for, you know, the way she's acting. So he's going to go somewhere else. He, it's, it's really just like, you know, we're friends and the friendship things we do look awfully romantic. Right. And uh, I mean, it's, by, it's the, just... by the point where he is like making an ice skating rink for her and shit, that is that is full on. Yeah. You know, they're they're going after something there. But, but there's no uh, resolution to this at all. He's it, like no. they don't have a fight about it or anything. It's she's just like, you know, this happens. Rogue sees it, and then later on, she's just like, "I'm gonna go," and that's it. Like, Iceman and and Kitty don't actually get together. Right. Uh, they the like the whole situation is just never resolved. And Rogue, I'm skipping to the end here. Like Rogue gets the cure, and this is just like. Like, I understand from, like, a, a perhaps in a real-world scenario, like, a power like hers is fairly destructive, and it, it makes absolute sense. And I'm not going to judge her for, like, wanting to get the cure, but I am going to judge right. these these movies for basically putting Rogue on the path of, she has these powers, and she's completely useless with them throughout all of these movies. And mm -hmm. then she gets the cure and gets rid of them, and that's it. Like, there's no there's no, like learning to grow you know there's no coming <laughs> to terms with anything it's just right. she gets extremely frustrated with having these powers and then gets rid of them and that's it like she takes the easy way out and that's it and the only time she uses her powers are um magneto uses them to power the machine she takes uh pyro's powers to put the fire out and colossus puts his hand on her head to transfer his uh, metal powers onto her temporarily to protect her. And right. also she uses Wolverine's powers a few times to heal herself. Like, that's it. Those are her powers. And Again, she doesn't use them in battle. Like, other people, it's almost like other people use her for things. Yes, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And again, you know, like, it's such... That's why, and I guess it would be hard to... Well, it wouldn't, really. But they, they, they didn't want to give be make her that powerful character that we all know and love you know i guess they they couldn't have really explained that whole miss marvel thing very easily they um didn't, they didn't have to they but, but just... right no they they could have just been like no those are 
Those are her powers. She's just, super, super cool. Pat, are you aware that there was a character in this movie that was supposed to be Callisto from the Morlocks? Uh, I'm pretty sure I was aware of that. Wasn't she like part of the Yeah, she's, the, par- she's the part of the gang? New Brotherhood. Yeah. What are her powers in this movie? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> she's got super speed right. and the ability to sense other mutants and like some other thing. But it's... The, those aren't first off those aren't her powers at all and second it's a random grab bag of powers it is like they can just and give people powers in these movies that it doesn't have to be like well, how are we going to explain ms marvel and everything i i trust me i'm with you I, I i do since you brought her up she she did one of my least favorite things that you can do with a uh, a villain um the unnecessarily laughter <laughs> And it's the like, I just got fucking electrocuted, but I'm quick. And so I'm going to run over here and go, ha, 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 You thought you were going to hit me a second time with lightning? Ha, 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 No, fuck that. <laughs> she just got struck by lightning, damn it. Yeah. That, that leaves you don't a get mark. to laugh. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and again, like it was done in just such a stupid way. The who directed this one? Brett Ratner. Yeah. Really poorly done. Mm-hmm. Really poorly done. Um, I, I definitely blame a lot of the the directing choices uh, for how how bad this movie came out. Um, there, like like we said, there's just there are a ton of bad and weird choices that were just made in this movie that I can't get behind. So Cyclops goes to Alkali Lake. Because <laughs> right. he hears Gene, and, and again he, he there's there's no guys. I I know it might sound crazy, but I think I hear Gene. We're fucking mutants, <laughs> right? So this might be I mean, legit, you guys. It's possible. I mean, dude blinks his eyes and changes the TV. Don't know why. <laughs> so I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that I am hearing our dear friend Gene. Right. And, and seeing how <laughs> seeing how Professor X is like well aware that she's literally the most powerful mutant that has ever lived. Right. Uh, right. Like you'd think he'd be like, well, maybe this is something worth investigating because if she survived, we might be in some trouble. One of my other favorite things is um, like you it seems at the end of X2 that they know where they're going, you know, mm-hmm. but they do not. Because no. the end of X2 has Professor X hearing a bird and being like, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> and boy, was he wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't using his powers then. He no, was just like, he was not. Eh. He was. And every I... little thing, <laughs> so some, some Bob Marley gun <laughs> transferred into his head at that point. So he goes, so one thing they did carry over from the, um, from the previous movies is, uh, Scott Summers is still wearing a fashion style that's some combination of nineties <laughs> and seventies or sixties. Yeah. Yes. And he goes to, um, Alkali Lake and this is also probably the most disappointing part. He fires one optic blast into the water and uh-huh. it is the best effect of the optic blast of any of these three movies. And that's the last time he uses his powers. <laughs> the last time he uses anything. <laughs> um, then the, he fires it out into the lake and there's like a big... Wait a second, whirlpool. wait a second, wait a second. Is, is he still dead in Days of Future Past? 
in the beginning, yeah. He comes back after the timeline change. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember now. Yeah. yeah. That's a stupid movie, too. <laughs> it's, it, again, it's got its moments, but... Yeah, it does. It's, Absolutely has its moments, but... So, so speaking, of giving, speaking of giving characters random powers that they shouldn't have, uh, well, we'll get there. We'll get to it. Um, where were we? Oh, yeah. So Jean Grey comes out of the water, okay, mm-hmm. and uh, knocks him knocks him down with her psychic blast or whatever, and then knocks him right upside the fucking head. Yep, onto a big rock, and he's a uh, big rock. So you know he he's just like oh. Gene. <laughs> at first, he's like very just like, oh, huh. oh, would you oh. look at that? I'll be a son of a bitch. All I had to do was shoot my optic blast into some water. Huh. There you are. Huh. This mutant shit is weird, huh? <laughs> this, is a, this is a really weird thing. I didn't I had no idea my optic blast had that power. <laughs> and then he, so then they kiss and then she uh, oh, no, they don't kiss yet. First. Uh, she says she wants to see his eyes. Maybe they do kiss first. She says she wants uh, to see his whatever. eyes. Yeah. Um, and then she says, I can control it now. And she uses her powers to suppress his optic blast. Mm-hmm. And then she starts to make out with him. And then her eyes turn black and her skin starts to turn dark and veiny. And then his his skin starts to ripple. And then we mm-hmm. cut away. Now, this is one of the first parts of the movie where they seem to be, at least to me, Laying down a, uh, this was a Chekhov's gun in my head. Remember we talked about that the first time? <laughs> mm-hmm. Where I was just like, oh, oh, this is a movie about uh, curing mutants of their powers. And yet, Jean Grey has the power to turn mutants' powers on and off. Right. So, interesting. So someone gets cured and maybe she gives them their powers back or something else. I, I was absolutely sure that this was going <laughs> to pay off in the movie. This is definitely going somewhere. And it does not, not at all. Oh, oh boy, were you wrong. In fact, the only power Jean Grey has in this movie is the ability to lift things and disintegrate people. Yes. That's yes. that's all she does. She doesn't even, Pat, catch on she fire. doesn't even. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> she doesn't even do any phoenixy things in this movie. She's no. just, it's, it's, it's very... really, really a missed opportunity. She's very good at having a bright light shined on the back of her head. Yes, and her her eyes getting dark, and her face getting sunken in, and weird shit like that. But yeah, that's her that's her secondary <laughs> mutation, right? Uh, where where the hell are we? So he's dead. <clears throat> Cyclops is dead. They kind of figure this right. out later, and then they're just like, everyone's well, no, just that's like, one of oh. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things when when uh, Storm and Wolverine show up to Alkali Lake. Like one of the first things that happens is uh, Wolverine's like, "Oh shit, Scott's glasses! I'm gonna put those in my pocket." <laughs> Don't want anybody finding out about this shit. And and, and, and that's literally what happens. He just puts it away, and you never hear from it again. Well, no, you do, but you know, like he never owns up to it again. He's no. just like, he's just like later on, he's like, "Gene, Gene, did you fucking kill Scott, Gene, <laughs> Gene." Anyway, so we're going to cut away from that for a bit. I believe um, we're going to have a scene here where uh, Beast is meeting with the president. Right. So this is the scene where we find him um, hanging upside down. He's reading some sort of magazine. 
And his secretary comes in and is like, hey, that meeting you're supposed to be in, they just started it. And he's like, ah, good. I'm always late to everything. <laughs> it's my mutant power. I'm always late for everything. Hi-ho! So he goes, he goes to this meeting, and uh, uh, Secretary Trask is there, clearly a different guy from the other Trask in this series <laughs> of movies, who is played by Peter Dinklage. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't find Magneto. But they have captured uh, Mystique. Okay. Now, every anyone who's seen all of these other movies immediately knows Mystique got captured on purpose. Okay. Right. Um, the movie doesn't necessarily reinforce that idea, but it does not deny that idea. So I'm just going to go ahead and go with she got captured on purpose. They say she got captured breaking into... Um, the FDA the trying FDA, to steal yes. files on, um, and apparently the FDA's security is better than like everywhere else Mystique has <laughs> ever tried to break into, which is what leads me to believe she got captured on purpose. Right. But I think one of the dumbest things in this movie is that the the guy is so they're in the war room or whatever at the White House or whatever, and the, they turn on the TV and the guy is interrogating uh, Mystique, and he's like Raven. Raven, <laughs> Raven, Raven uh-huh. Darkholm, and she's like, "I don't answer to my slave name." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> let's just yep. let's yep. just back that up a little bit because we didn't need to go that." Like, I get this is a <laughs> metaphor, but we didn't need to. Like, you're you're dipping your right. toe in a little bit too you're, far here. You're banging, <laughs> banging your uh, the the hammer right over all of our heads. That's not what we need here. Yeah. So. Okay. So anyway, she, you know. She doesn't want to talk or anything, and then she does her usual mystique thing where she, uh, like, headbutts the guy and then is about to break. She, she's going to kill people. And my favorite part is that, like, the people in the White House just, like, shut the TV off. And yep. they're like, well, yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I really that liked anymore. that. <laughs> they're like, but that's not why we called you here, Hank. Turn, turn that off. Turn yeah, that off. Those yeah. they're gonna die now. We didn't so. call you here to watch these people get murdered by Mystique. We came, we came to discuss this mutant cure with you. Um. So anyway, what 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 do they actually um, what do they actually say? So he he gives them a folder with like all the stuff that she was trying to steal. Um, and it, it says that there's a boy named Leech, whose real name is Jimmy. Just Jimmy. 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 Jimmy James. Jimmy no last name. Jimmy last name. I like that. And uh, yeah. And so Beast is just like, well, we're going to have to do something about this cure. And he's like, the president's like, yeah, that's that's why I called you here, because we're going to need your diplomatic skills. And everything is like, OK, well, I better fly on over to uh, Professor X's house. Where Professor X is giving a lecture on... Uh, ethics on just which... this very thing <laughs> yeah and uh you know professor x loves big fan of ethics he's an ethics guy <laughs> he is he is so ethical and he it's says painful how he ethical says, what, he is what if this is the the question he poses what if a person was born and this person looks exactly like patrick stewart and also <laughs> his legs do not work either and he's brain dead but he's still alive and we've kept him alive for like 60 years in scotland yes 
if I were to transfer my brain into this man's body the moment I before mean, I'm disintegrated. I mean, someone else's brain. <laughs> right. Sorry. If <laughs> if one were to transfer one's brain into this body right before the phoenix disintegrated said person. And then one that... of the glasses just like, uh, Professor, can you can can people do that? <laughs> no I was one... not aware that that like, was a mutant power. Right. Yet. Like even in the world of like mutant powers and stuff like people should still be like, is is that a thing we can do <laughs> right. or is that just a thing you can do because i feel like you're asking permission to do a thing because <laughs> you're the literally Absolute. the only one who can do this thing <clears throat> should and... i do that should i do it right now <laughs> i'll do it you dare me if, i'll do it if his penis was larger than mine <laughs> and i just wanted to you know test it out would it be okay mm-hmm. professor I'm, I'm pretty sure we're all saying no no it was not okay but no that's actually not what they say because then like instant kitty is just like um einstein said that that's a human thing and last i checked the humans say we ain't human <laughs> so we can do whatever we want yo <laughs> <coughs> And, and, and then his, his defense is like, well, he wasn't a mutant. As far as <laughs> we know. And right, then everyone right. laughs because that's the hilarious joke. Exactly. Hilarious joke and not at all answering the question. <laughs> yep. And then he he gets to where he think he's about to answer the question, but then it it gets it becomes a dark and stormy night. <laughs> right. Which again, it doesn't make a lick of sense what happens. Like like I I'm still struggling to understand exactly what happens at this point because all of a sudden, Professor X stops as though there's a great disturbance in the forest, but it's literally just storm outside. Yeah, storm is and upset. Now, I, She's I, making I, a I storm. Want, I want to recall with you all, mm-hmm. recall with y'all, um, I I remembered well, when we started talking about this and why I was uh, so upset about Halle Berry is because I distinctly remember her making a big stink. Like this was all over the, the internet news sites uh, back in the day, she wasn't going to come back unless they beefed up her character. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, I guess we got to do it because we really need you to come back because Cyclops is already dead. <laughs> um, and so and so obviously they did. And I always felt like and again, I'm probably biased because I don't care for her as an actress. But I always felt like this whole like big like, oh, man, we got to make Storm a central figure. Because again, I like Storm. I don't like Halle Berry's Storm. Um, I, I who did I who was the other like Vivica Fox? Hmm. Vivica A Fox, I A-Fox. believe was Vivica V Fox uh, was originally talked about. Like she was in the running or something. And all I could think anytime I watch these movies, like man, that would have been so much better. <laughs> it really would have been like that. She's a fantastic actress. She is, and just. Halle Berry, I don't know. Like I said, it's like her and Leonardo DiCaprio are just two people that rub me the wrong way, and I just can't get into them. Um, anyway. So, yeah, so Professor X. He, he's just like, oh, my God, Halle he, Berry. He dismisses the class <laughs> because he's never made it all the way through a class. <laughs> right, right. And the students are just used to this because they all just cram into his office anyway for story time. Like, it's just like... <laughs> You know. I don't think any of them are in class. Yeah. Plus, wait, wait, I just want to address, because again, my daughter <laughs> brought this up too. 
the the one person's mutant power is to write without writing, but you still have to move your hand. Like that is a terrible mutant power. Yeah, it's like having the ability to fly, but you still have to move your legs like you're running. Right, right. You have the ability to fly, but you also have to know how to fly like a plane. <laughs> so your mutant ability is to make invisible planes, but they work like real planes. You have to have fuel. <laughs> It's a terrible mutant power. Mm, gotta do. Um, yeah, I gotta get a pre-flight checklist. Yep. Right. Wheel so, on anyway, the tarmac, wait yeah. for you to go. Anyway. Really, really silly mutant powers on, on display here. This whole movie has some silly, silly mutant powers. Um, <laughs> where's, where am I, where are we at? Okay, so he, yeah, he wheels outside. Um, storm is angry and making a storm. He's like, you know, the forecast called for clear skies. And she's like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Didn't realize I was literally controlling the weather. Yeah. And then, and again, like this, like this is one of those so things dangerous. that, right, I know, right? Uh, one of those things that really bothers me about it is that then she has to call upon her powers and turn her eyes white to, to change it back. Even right. though she was just, she was standing there, literally staring at the sky and making it cloudy. And then she's like, uh, I didn't even realize I was doing it. I'm so passive. Because uh, <laughs> I don't, her, her powers don't like, like if she controls the weather, it's not like when she's done, it just goes back to normal. Apparently she's right. like, I'm making a cloudy. And now I got to make it uncloud. Like she's got to put it back the way it was. Anyway, right. I mean, I, f I feel like that that makes sense actually. You know, because no, it it's does. a matter of like she called upon, she called down the thunder. Well, now you've got it. The it's just a storm. Then it just goes. She makes it, in, and then it, it becomes natural. But um, so anyway, there's an interesting exchange here where first he tells her that you know he hopes that she'll be the new uh, person in charge someday when he's gone. And then um, she says, you know, I, what about Cyclops? And he's like, ah, he, he's a changed man or something like that. And she's like, oh, okay, you dick. <laughs> and then she asks him, um, like, she says, there's something you're hiding. And he's just like, no, and wheels away. <laughs> Not <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> that was him wheeling away. <laughs> I don't, I'm not entirely sure what it is that he knows. I don't. I, I never, that, that is a thread that they never pick up on. Yeah, again. it's like there are several um, things that he might know, but right. like I don't. I don't know what he knows, but it it might be because then the next thing they do is they go and talk to Beast, and so maybe he's alluding to that there's going to be like the cure, and they're going to have to make a lot of choices or something. I or I felt I, like it was it was all Gene. Could have been. That, that's how but I took it. It's it but they definitely he, don't. Right, they don't say. He goes out um, of the scene, and then they seem to go into a next scene which I love because uh, Storm and Beast like complement each other on their hair. And yes. Storm's got like the black and the white hair. And, you know, Beast has just like a ton of hair, like even just like on his head, like his regular hair mm -hmm. is really cool. And then they both turn and look at Professor X, who's just wheeled right. into the scene. And I expected someone to just be like, oh, uh. <laughs> I love what you've done with your hair. Oh. Damn it, not in front of Charles. Like, they spend a lot of time talking about their hair and how great I, their hair is. I like that more because I, I always took that as 
Um, had we met Beast like a year before, he would still have been sporting Wolverine's haircut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like in the comics, he always had the Wolverine always had a reason because he wore that silly mask that that flowed that way. Mm-hmm. But Beast had the exact same hair as Wolverine. And I, I just assume that he's a big fan and he wears the mask at night when Wolverine's asleep. It's, it's like, it's like his sleep, sleep mask. Right, right. And he had to wear the Wolverine mask. And, and then, you know, like there was that really pointless exchange of like, ah, the Wolverine. I hear you're quite the animal. And Wolverine's like, look who's talking. Oh, do what I do what I do. <laughs> He calls him Furball, which is which is nice. It's nice. I I, I enjoyed that. But again, it they, they make these. You know, I, I talk about it a lot when we talk about um, the Zack Snyder Justice League and Superman movies. Um, but the the friendship that they force there, totally unearned. Like, there's mm-hmm. no moment where they they're like now they're bros. It's just like they they have one snarky exchange. And then they fight in generally the same area at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. Yep. And then there's like there's like that scene at the end, spoiler alert, uh, where, where Wolverine's like, good, you go get him for a ball or good job for a ball or something, whatever. And it's like, you don't know that guy. <laughs> Wolverine has this tendency to be like, you and I have just met, but we are best friends. <laughs> and I'm, We just become best Beast, friends. Beast, let me tell you something. The love of my life just died, and I'm looking for someone new. So, what do you got going on? I'm pretty sure I'm in love with you right now. <laughs> I'm fairly certain this is this is what love is. What I didn't know, so but now Beast, I know. Beast tells him about the cure and everything, and then Storm throws like a shit fit about like, well, there's nothing to cure because right. we're not sick. There's not a disease. And then Rogue comes in. And she's like, "Hey, I heard they could cure me. Can they do that? I want to do that." Right. And then Storm's like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just not supposed to touch people. Right. You're supposed to suffer your entire life because that's who you are. Right. You know, like, what if what if some, you know, it's painstaking. What if somebody's mutant power was that they just kept throwing up? (laughs) They just kept throwing up. All the time. It's like they're being forced to watch this movie all the time. <laughs> right. That's their mutant power is being forced to watch Halle Berry act. It is just inhumane. <laughs> and you must give them the cure. The cure for Halle Berry. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that is another weird thing that they they like pushed um, is is this. It's not a cure because nothing's wrong with you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I get it. I get it. But unnecessary. So, um, especially, like, like we said, especially once you have you introduce a character like Rogue, where th- there is nothing but good things that could happen to her at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not giving up anything. It's not like she has useful superpowers. You know, she doesn't have the whole Miss Marvel thing going on. She can't fly. She can't. She doesn't have super strength. She's not invulnerable. All she can do is occasionally use other people's powers. And And usually it's right. Right. While while almost causing them to die. And that's all that she's got going for. That is terrible. Just terrible. Uh, You know, this this universe's version of of Rogue should absolutely get the cure if she wants it. Mm-hmm. 
You know, there, there's, and, and again, I, that's one of the things I really liked about um, the her and Wolverine exchange where Wolverine's just like, listen, don't do this for a dude, but if you want to do this, go yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, was, it is, it, it was really solid the, advice. Right. It's the most honest thing that happens in this movie is that he's just like, seriously, I, I'm not gonna tell you not to, I'm not your dad. I'm your friend. And if that's what you want to do, do it. It's a good idea, but I'm not here to tell you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just just do what you're going to do. I support you, you know. Mm -hmm. um, he's, basically, which again, he's basically telling her, just like, think it through and make sure that this isn't something you're going to regret. Right. Basically. Which is excellent advice. Yeah. Excellent advice. Um, and, and then lets her go do what she's going to do. And uh, and again, I, I feel like for Rogue, again, they I keep saying again, um, but they they seemed like they had a, a trajectory for Rogue. And like we said, at this this movie opened and it was like, yeah, forget all that. Yep. <laughs> it, this makes sense, though, but but forget all the growth and, and whatnot that she's done. It's almost like Brett Ratner looked at Rogue and went like. I can't do anything with this. I don't understand how to do anything with this character. So on the off chance that I'm going to get to make more movies in the series, I'm just going to remove her from the plot. Right. So he's like, I can't, I can't write Cyclops is a big enough dick. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to kill him off. Well, you know, you know, you remember why he's gone, right? Uh, didn't he had a he, he had a prior engagement, right? He followed Brian Singer to Superman Returns. Oh, that's right. What a great idea. Yeah. They both did so much for themselves doing that. Yep. He played Cyclops in that movie too. Sure did. <laughs> that was oh god. We're we're gonna have to do a whole other podcast to talk about that movie because that is a train wreck. But yep. let's uh, let's yeah. not derail ourselves because I could go on and on. Um, they, but, okay, well, where, where's, where's that synopsis? You're <laughs> um, way we're, off course. Uh, Worthington Labs is about to announce the cure because oh they're in God. the, we're like five minutes into the movie. Son of a bitch. We're going to have to speed this up. We're going to skip, How like, do we do this? we're going to skip right. a bunch of stuff. Um, because um, Professor X is like, like, they're all arguing about whether or not they should, there should be a cure. And then Professor X is just like. Well, they're announcing it right this second because I'm right. literally reading everybody's mind at all times. Again. Even and though so, I literally five minutes ago, movie time, told a little girl that she shouldn't do exactly what I'm doing right now. The the uh, They're actually not announcing the cure right this second because they're actually up in a lab about to give Angel the cure. Right. And um, he's wearing his trademark harness that holds his wings down. That's actually from the comics. It is. And it was weird. I, I honestly, aside from the fact that he's completely useless in the movie, I really loved the the visual treatment of Angel. Mm -hmm. um, I thought he was he was very this. This was the first movie that had all of the original X-Men in it. It is. Never they only at killed the same two time. Of them. Yeah, never <laughs> right. at the same time. You know, that we, we could dead. never, never possibly get them all in the same room at the same time. And again, one of them dies instantly. One of them is the bad guy. And uh, the other one has about two minutes of screen time, all told. Um, so, you know, there's that. 
So yeah, anyway, so they go to give him the cure and he's like, nah, I don't want it. I changed my mind. And he breaks out and he, he spreads his magnificent wings. Yes. Um, busts out a window, flies away Which, and everyone's just like, oh, and all the glass again, falls down on the people. Right. There, there are a lot of things wrong with this. First of all, like windows up that high. They're not the kind you can just jump at and break. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like he didn't even like throw a chair at it or something, which also wouldn't work. Like those things are like bulletproof. They, yeah. they don't, you can't just jump out of one. I'm sorry, but he does. He, I mean, he also, his wings like cut through, you know, restraints that, that were like two inches thick. Like, like he was, he was bolted down to a table and his wings opening were just like, well, that's not happening anymore. <laughs> It didn't even necessarily break them. They just disappeared. Um, so, the, the effects on Angel's wings look very good. Like the feathers are very, oh yeah. like the, the CGI on them and everything. At least I think they're CGI, but at least most of the time. Looks yeah, very I good. Think, the only time it doesn't look good is when he actually later catches his dad. That scene uh-huh. is very poorly composited. And it's like yeah. very clearly there, like a green There are screen. a lot of it's, scenes towards the end that just don't make the cut. Yeah. or they shouldn't have they made sh- the cut right. they, they were they were not well well done they I, I definitely feel like they were trying a lot harder in the early parts of the movie and they were like you know what nobody's gonna like this just just finish it <laughs> so uh, um we're gonna cut over to uh let's talk about the church scene there's right. like there's a guy i don't know the names of most of these mutants i think a lot of them are legit mutant characters or they're supposed to be they're, they're supposed to be for they're sure supposed but- to be like them but right. uh, Psylocke is there. And the only way you would know that is because she has some purplish hair. Yeah. Um, one uh, of my uh, least favorite things uh, is the uh, porcupine boy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know his name. Uh, well, if, the, if is this kid, is, is he Kid Omega. Kid, yeah, he's supposed to be Kid Omega. Um, they are Kid Omega, Psylocke. Arclight. Uh, 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 yep. Arclight, Callisto. Um. Yeah, none none of these, none of these characters translate well at all to what they should have been. Yeah. Um. So they're they're just you know like like you said, Callisto is just like a, a MacGuffin. She's like <laughs> Magneto's like, what can you do? She's like, well, I can run super duper fast. It's like, okay, that that's fine. That's a mutanty thing to do. Mm-hmm. She's like, also, I can detect mutants. Oh, that's good. I was looking for a mutant. Like, also, I, one of one of my mutant powers is to know where Mystique is. Just Mystique. Just, just um, the weird thing about this is that they, um, the the mutant powers are uh, apparently they can be categorized into different class levels, right? And this appears to be like almost like a pseudo caste system for mutants, where she's you know she's like I've never met a you know anybody over a level three or something like that you know except for you two it's like why is pyro a level four like i don't know (laughs) right yeah pyro is a level four that's the the one well to to be fair though when you're looking at pyro versus porcupine boy (laughs) i i could see that i could see um but then you know again when they were like oh my god i just built a level five i was like they only go up to five you know, like I would have expected Gene to be like a ten. But you're just like, like, no man, no. Magneto is like a four and a half. Because it's like the scale is super five, weird. It's bro. like Gene is the only class five mutant ever that right. we know of. 
but the class fivedness of her was suppressed. So it's like, hey, look, guys, uh, no one knows about the Phoenix personality. So as far as we know, we got four classes and then we got a <laughs> right. fifth class with nobody in it. Nobody's in it. There, nobody you know. is. So, I mean, could she have actually been a 10? But they're like, but we actually don't have anybody above it's, a four. So we're just going to call her a five. five and up. Five and the, up. That's it. The, Although there's a four or lower. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's like once once you can, like Neon Magneto, he can control, he says it, like, I can control metal, but you can do anything. That's the definition of class five. You could do two right. things, class five. <laughs> um, all Except right, for so, Callisto, she can do two things, but she's like a, <laughs> Right, a three, but she's like a two. I don't know, two or three. So anyway, um, there's the guy on stage and he's just like, we need to form a committee and talk to the government and get them to listen to our complaints, and then everything will be okay, and they will not force cure us of our extremely dangerous powers. And then Magneto's like, Holocaust! (laughs) (laughs) Which is, again, a really poor uh, parallel here, (laughs) because the Jews did not possess horrifying powers to harm you. Uh Um, I I get it. I see what he's going for. Mm-hmm. But there is definitely another layer here. Yeah, from the point um, of view of Magneto, he's just like, I, you know, I've been oppressed before. Right. You know, right. I've, which is why I believe we need to murder everybody. Exactly. He's, he kind of exactly. learned the wrong lesson is what I feel. He did, but that's okay. He, he learned a lesson. That's all we need. Um, so anyway, we're going to speed this up a little bit. He basically says, hey, everybody, I'm cool. This guy's a weenie. Sit down, weenie. Everybody join me. And all it was was like the three attractive ladies joined him, um, and 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 technically everybody else did, but we never see them again. Yeah, everybody else is fairly. You know, uh, at, at the end of the movie, there's a lot of uh, of battle fodder. Yeah. Uh, so I assume <laughs> literally everyone there was like, "Yay!" Most of them don't fight with powers most of the time, which was really disappointing. They're just like. <laughs> random extras and I, stuff. well i mean that are you kidding me that would have taken a lot of thought yeah. to have to give a bunch of random characters powers hello there's really no way that like six x-men are going to defeat like a hundred other mutants right so most know, of them unless they all just don't use their powers well uh, to be fair and again we're jumping all over here but you know a lot of them are depowered in the first few minutes because they're just like here are just grenades filled with the cure <laughs> Cure grenades, <laughs> and, and they do a really good job of just hitting everybody with a thousand darts. Um, Porcupine boy, just he still looked like that, but with cure darts. Um, so, <laughs> they, so they go and find Mystique. Right. Okay. We get there's some banter with the guards and everything. Mystique is being funny, turning into people. Blah blah. blah. Uh, well, Magneto uh, kills a ton of humans. In their, mm-hmm. by crushing their cars, he breaks Mystique out, um, and also breaks out several other people. Jamie Madrox, uh, the Juggernaut. Yeah. Um, was there someone else? I forgot. Were there three people? Mm, no. no. I mean, technically, good. multiple man was like. Okay. Besides multiple that, multiple men. So we get those guys, and then uh, one of the guards <clears throat> fires a cure gun. At Mystique, and this is when we, I think this is when we first learn about the cure guns that they exist. Absolutely, it's 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 a shocking twist mm-hmm. because the guard pulls his gun, and then very 
you know, 1930s style close up on his hand while he loads the gun with the obvious MacGuffin of the movie. Um, like they, they, if they don't, if only they like lit it like <laughs> more, <laughs> obviously it was under a flashlight, you know, that would have been the only thing to really push it home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like he's like, zoom right oh, up I have to shoot someone. <laughs> and he tries to shoot Magneto. And then Mystique steps in the way, takes the hit. Um, we get to see a mostly uh, or a completely naked, but mostly covered uh, Rebecca Romaine. I believe she was Rebecca Romaine at this point. Um, I don't know why we're so obsessed with <laughs> defining, figuring out whether or not she was a Stamos at, during any of these movies. I, but... I just think it's funny that, you know, her I, I, I can't say her name without trying to say Rebecca Romaine Stamos. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And again, the fact that she was married to Uncle Jesse is just a treat for my imagination all the time. It's just like, I love that Mystique and Uncle Jesse were a couple. Um, <clears throat> it's weird. It's weird, but whatever. Um, so anyway, so um, she, she, she turns back into a cured, human. Yep. Which which, again, it leads me to back to the idea that I don't I don't like this idea that. So her, even though like her natural form, like we've we've always been led to believe her looking like a normal human was her trying and that her natural form was this scaly blue thing um, that once she's cured of the mutant gene, she would just look like a normal person is weird to me. Right. Like, I, it's like... I get that that's how that's how this, you know, in the movie it's supposed to work, but it's like she has the dominant X gene. Uh, which like takes over a ton of things, but then right. underneath it, she has all these recessive genes of a normal human, like an entire normal human is there. And when you <laughs> suppress the X gene, it's just like, oh yeah, so here's a, a white girl with black hair or dark brown hair or whatever. And you know, that's a, that's what her normal genes would be if this other thing wasn't in the way, which and really, now she, she doesn't mind being like, called rape. When they, when they put it that way, it's like, you know, maybe it is, a disease <laughs> right because you, know? you have an entire healthy human genome like in there right yeah um <laughs> which again but i mean you know that's that's definitely one of the the things that if you're going to present it that way like i don't know if i got a cold that fucking made me turn into metal man i would want to keep that cold <laughs> right. if, if it was doing no other bad things to me just fucking keep the cold I mean, but, uh, you know, to, I mean, to be fair, if you know, stepping back here, they're called mutants, which implies that there's a an abnormality. But anyway, but I, I would uh, I would also contest that mutant was probably one of those things, you know, like we used to call people retards, you know, mm. that that's not it even it's just I just saying that out loud made me cringe, you yeah. know, no, you just can't. Yeah. Do. It's, um, it's, and a, it's it's one of those things that you can't you can't go back. Right. <laughs> you know, that's something that's not I, I understand where it came from. I understand. And mutant, I think, is probably the same thing. Where it's like, yes, things mutated. That was the name they gave him before they understood what was going on. It was not cool. Right. So she turns into a human and Magneto immediately is just like, uh, well, we got to abandon you now because you're not one of us anymore. And then he, he totally was just like, eh, well, I'm never getting it up again. <laughs> and see, seriously, because he, 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 he walks away and he's just like, ah. 
She was so beautiful. Exactly. That was it was such a creeper yeah. fucking wine scene move. What, I think what they intended with that was like he was saying like when she was blue and mutated, right. she was beautiful and now she's just an ugly normal human, but it's right. he makes it feel just like man, I was I was doing it with her so often and now I have to abandon her. That sucks. Right. She was really hot. She was so hot. <clears throat> well, I got to go. See you later, sweetheart. So we got a um, scene where we jumped around a bit because we're yeah. trying to like stitch things together. But Beast goes to see Leech. Right. Um, they, they're they surprisingly open about it because he's with the government. Like you don't ever get any sense that any of these Worthington people are like nefarious or anything. They're all just well, doing and their again, jobs. Like, and it's, they, the, you know. I, I don't I don't feel like it, initially anyway, it doesn't seem like they were, you know, they no, were. That, you know, that's he, what I'm saying. Like, he it's definitely. You would expect them to be like the bad guys or something, but they're really right, not. Right. The government is the bad guys because the government did what the government does and instantly took this thing that should have been a choice, you know, and weaponized it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the option, the saying that, hey, we can cure this thing inside. We can change the mutation back to not a mutation if you so choose. That is not a bad thing. Like, again, people like Rogue, people like like Beast, you know, like that moment when he walks towards him and his hand changes back. Like, yeah, that was a powerful... He did. And again, Kelsey Grammer as Beast, fucking wonderful choice. Mm-hmm. Um, because he sells it so well, you know. Uh, that moment where his, his hand is normal again. You know, like Beast has always been one of those wonderfully kind of tragic characters where he's so smart and he's such a, you know, normal guy. <laughs> uh, but he's the beast. He can't, he can't get away from it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the notion that, you know, he's got this, like, I could be a normal guy. I could do it. But, you know. Uh, <clears throat> so next is the actual scene where, Cyclops goes to Alkali Lake. We had jumped over that. Oh my when, gosh. <laughs> yeah, when she kills him. Oh, shit, uh, you're so early in this movie. <laughs> when she kills him, she sends out like a psychic thing and it like jars the professor and the professor starts yelling at everybody. And uh, Storm and Wolverine bust in. He's just like, get to Alkali Lake. Right. And uh, they do. And it's all foggy and stuff's floating around and Storm clears the smoke and Wolverine gets the glasses and then they find Jean and they go back to the I just like buzz through all that. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Um, She's they they got her hooked up to the brain scanamajig and Professor X has a wonderful scene where he's like basically explaining to Wolverine that like. She was super powerful, so I locked out the part of her brain, but it actually caused her to develop a second personality that was, like, completely evil or, you know, basically, like, doesn't care. It's only concerned with, like, um, you know, experiencing she's, intense emotions and stuff. Yeah, she's absolute, like, just lust and gluttony. You know, yeah, she so it's like wants what she wants and she's going to get it. Right, and Wolverine's, like, understandably just like, well, did you even ask her to do it? And he's like, I don't have to explain myself least of all right. to you yeah that that sequence again like we we really they portray professor x and again he kind of just is in the comics too he is not as good a guy as he comes off as mm-hmm. you know you, you, he he is willing to push those those means 
further than maybe they should. I think the implication here is that Professor X has basically realized he has screwed up extremely badly. Right. And does not like people calling him out on it. Absolutely. So, because like... Least of all, Wolverine. Right. I took you in. You're supposed to be my fucking lapdog. Don't you look at me if I shit on the floor. (laughs) Do you know how many places you shit? The implication is like, Gene... If they had just trained her to use her powers, things might be fine. But because he put these mental blocks in, it created this dual personality where it's like there's the regular Gene who can barely lift a car. And then there's the other personality who is evil and will kill everybody without thinking about it. Like, that's a pretty big screw up. I think. But it, it feels like Professor X just took the easy way out with Gene and was just like... Look, we can't we can't have this class five doing stuff. She might be more powerful than me someday, and we can't be having that. Oh yeah, I, I definitely I actually feel like that was probably a big part of it, where he was like, ah, she's she's gonna be more powerful than I am. I don't like that. <laughs> I pretty much am the most powerful mutant. Want to keep it that way. So yeah. Now regarding the Phoenix, though. This is an interesting take on the concept of the Phoenix. Now, in the original comics, in the in the original Phoenix run, which was actually a very long-running story, yes. um, there was no cosmic entity. It was all played off as this is just Gene's powers growing and getting more powerful. Right. It wasn't until later that they added the concept of the cosmic entity as a retcon to explain why she didn't actually die at the end of uh, things. Sure, sure, but like you do. This... And so, like, I'm, I'm totally fine with anytime they want to try and do, like, a Phoenix story of if it's just Gene's powers getting stronger without the cosmic mm-hmm. stuff. But I thought this was a really interesting take to say it's not just her powers, it's a second personality. And this is how they can explain how we can jump straight to Dark Phoenix instead of right. having Phoenix right. first. There, and, there need, need be no progression just yeah. straight on in, which again, like you said, it, it makes sense when that's <laughs> the the out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, do, 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 don't care, don't care, don't care. Okay, don't on, care. Come, okay, mystique, blah blah blah. Uh, second guard. Okay, just, okay. So jumping back. We just skip over a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter. Uh, Wolverine is creepily watching Jean sleeping on the table. Okay. Yeah. Um, he goes to touch her face or head or something. And she rather jarringly like grabs his arm really tight uh, all of a sudden and like turns off all the equipment, pushes the thing off her head. And then um, she's like, oh, yeah, it's the opposite of when we first met, because except that you were here and I was there and I'm going to sexily remove these electrodes from my Uh chest. And he's like, now she's reading his mind the entire time and he's watching her do this. And you could just imagine what's going through his head. Sure, sure. And and, well, I mean, and then she like. (laughs) <laughs> this this was another point in the movie <laughs> and i was like sweetie let's see what's under the blanket <laughs> she's like is this a scary part i was like very scary <laughs> um and and so it she like straddles him like like goes right for it you know yeah. 
Like claws um, his arm with her fingernails. Yeah, and like like she she rips into him, and he's just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah. <laughs> he's very into it, and then so, they just start going at it like really, really then crazy. He, then he realizes it's the phoenix, and he's right. like, and then he's the like, professor oh. can help you. And she like, well, first she rips his belt off. Yeah, with her mind. With, with her, her mind. mind. But then she like throws him up against the wall and like briefly knocks him out and just kind of disintegrates part of the door and, you know, walks away. She, I guess, just leaves the entire mansion at that point, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, right before that, Wolverine asks her where Cyclops is and she's just like, oh, God. And then she says something like, kill me before I kill again or something right. like that, which is... And it's, well, that's pretty much actually uh, exactly what she says. And uh, she disintegrates Cyclops' glasses, you know, just to finish the job. <laughs> right. And nobody will be seeing those again. Um, Let's see. Um, uh, okay, so... Uh, Magneto now has the uh, cure gun and he's um, explaining to his new followers that <clears throat> this is this is the symbol that we're going to use, you know, to get everybody to our cause. You know, they weaponized the cure, even though they said it was a choice, blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> and then Callisto says she's like detected a class five mutant and Magneto immediately knows it's Jean because she's the only one. Right. And he's just like, well, you know, where is she? Then um, Xavier and uh, Storm come down, wake Wolverine up. <clears throat> and uh, they try and uh, track her down. They eventually track her to her childhood house. Right. Where they were in the first scene of the movie. And uh, Magneto is there with his, you know, crew. <sighs> and... Uh, <clears throat> They're just like, okay. Or Xavier's like, Storm, Wolverine, you guys stay outside. Magneto's like, dickhead, other guys, you stay outside. Make sure no one gets in. Dickhead is juggernaut. Yes, I know. But it could have been Professor X. You never know. (laughs) So I wanted to clarify. Uh, So Magneto and Professor X go inside, and Professor X is like, okay, look, this is a very dangerous situation. Don't screw this up. And he's like, yeah, sure. You got it. Just just let me do the talking. (laughs) So they get in there, and Gene's hanging out, making everything levitate, of course. And uh, Professor X is and, just... And again, th- some weird choices of how her powers work, like the tea kettle is boiling over, the, uh, yeah. the, the, the water, water cooler is, is just, like, bubbling. I, I mean, it wasn't even necessarily boiling, because it didn't look like there was any heat coming off of it. Yeah, it was true. just bubbling. <laughs> yeah, you know, she can do three things. That's why she's a class five. Right, absolutely. You can bubble water, <laughs> not necessarily boil it, but bubble it, and uh, and and the other things, levitate shit, <laughs> and dust people. Um, um, so the so Professor X is just you know he's given his usual, you know, hey look, we can fix this. Let me help you. Um, but he does, you know, uh, again to Patrick Stewart's credit, because he does a good job even with a movie like this. Um, where he, he plays Professor X very well. You know, mm-hmm. you, you get that urgency that I fucked up and I really need to fix this. Um, and and then you also get Magneto being such a fucking dick. Yeah. 
Like they're like obviously this that you know I mean I get the whole like you want her as your weapon kind of thing, but like this lady is gonna destroy everything, and it takes to the very last moments of the movie for him to realize that he is really fucking shit up by doing this. Mm -hmm. But whatever. So, <laughs> like every time Professor X is like, let me help you. Magneto's like, help you? Help you into jail, bitch! <laughs> this movie does <laughs> a disservice like to every single character. Shooing him away? Yeah. He's Eric, like, stop. shut up! Get shut up. up! Stop it, Eric! Eric! Don't make me come back there! <laughs> and, and Jean's just like, I wanna play! Blah, blah, blah. So it's, she, it's really just a hodgepodge of stupid shit going on. So she throws Magneto into the kitchen. The explosion makes Wolverine and Storm start to attack. There's fighting. Uh, Juggernaut throws Wolverine all over the place. Um, she, that, that was, again, one of my favorite parts. Wolverine's like, I want to get in the house. Juggernaut's like, what am I supposed to do? Keep him out of the house. First <laughs> yeah. thing he does is he throws, throws him directly him into, into the, the house. house. Yep. It's like, what? He's, just he's not good at his job. <laughs> I mean, I know Juggernaut's supposed to be stupid, but come on. So, um, long story then, short. Oh, I, well, hold on, hold on. I want to address the, the idiot in the room. I hated... Did I, did I start talking about this on the show already, or was I just talking about it with you? I have when no idea. I don't know what you're Callisto, talking about. Callisto oh, yeah. gets fucking struck by lightning, and then she's like, oh, yeah, I can move fast. So I'm going to say, ha, 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 ha. You cannot get me. Ha ha ha. You did get me. But you cannot get me now. Ha 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 ha. So this isn't an anime. You don't have to cover <laughs> not not having lines There's by laughing. There's a lot laughing. going on. We don't have to fill time. <laughs> this is this is really stupid. And I really hated that they tried to be like, yeah, Storm and Callisto, right? Right? Right, like in the comics. Like, this is just these two, they're equally matched. It's like they are not equally matched. There is no reason that Storm should have any trouble with her. <laughs> Just because she moves fast, fucking Storm sh shoots lightning. Yeah, she's. That's, she they has... call it lightning quick for a reason. All right, she can make like really strong winds. Right, and, like, yeah, freezer another, or whatever. She has like, all the they, powers. They completely ignore the reason that Storm can fly because Callisto later on in the movie just like jumps on her. <laughs> and knocks her down. It's like no, it's wind. Right. <laughs> She's being knock her off wind. the wind. If I anything, Callisto should have jumped out and been like, "Oh, it's been <laughs> blown away." Right now we're all flying. I do two <laughs> times in this movie. Storm flies by just summoning a tornado and like spinning toward people. Yeah. Oh God. Which I, is like, I mean, it makes sense because that's a quick way to get around. But it just seems yeah, like stupid. It seems like a weird. I don't know. Seems like a Halle Berry choice. It seems like an easy special <laughs> effect to pull off. Right, right. Anyway, Professor X gets disintegrated. That's the... Long story short, Professor X just turns to fucking dust. And and Magneto seems to be legitimately distraught about this at first. Like, in the moment. I, and I, I still feel... I feel like, for the most part, he is... Well, he even says later on... You know, uh, his uh, his greatest regret is that, you know, Charles had to die to see this vision come through. And I'm, it makes me that line made me wonder if Magneto had was trying to goad Phoenix into killing the professor or or not. Or if that I would contest that, that he did not. I, 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 I always I, I 
to this moment, I feel like he did not want that to happen. Okay. He just wanted her to, well, because, you know, when it was happening, he was yelling at her to stop. That's true. You're right. You know, he, he, he didn't want Charles to die because at the end of all this, they're on they're on opposite ends, but they're still friends. Mm-hmm. That's that's the the whole crux of the Professor Magneto relationship is that they're not mortal enemies. They're just two sides of the same coin. They can't see eye to eye on how this should be handled. Um, but the, you know, at the end, they they don't want anything bad to happen to the other one. They think that they're saving. Each of them think that they're saving the other one. Yeah, you know. Magneto only wants mutant supremacy because he doesn't want to see bad things happen to mutants. And Professor X thinks the only way to have peace with everybody is by everybody being equal. So that's that's them in a nutshell. So skipping through some more now. So Gene just Gene just leaves with Magneto. He's like, okay, well, you know. You, you heard she, that guy's I mean, speech and killed him, so come with me, because I'm, I'm the only other option. Exactly. He was just like, okay, honey, come on, come on. <laughs> come along you know, now. I'm not going to try to sell you on this, just come on. Um, <laughs> I see you're not up for another pitch. So, uh, <clears throat> so, so then we have a funeral for Professor X. Right, which and, again, we, at this point, we know, like everybody's aware that Cyclops is dead, right? <laughs> they, but they don't they don't give him a funeral no they don't they they're just like yeah professor x was a much bigger deal so, so sorry scott we'll get around we erected now i hope some kids mutant power was to make a giant pillar and giant bronzed coin of patrick stewart's profiled head because that shit happened quick it really did. And yes, that is actually somebody's power. <laughs> they Guaranteed. call him Memorial. <laughs> I'm Trademark. Memorial Man. Check, please, Marvel. <laughs> oh, yeah. So they, they do a thing. They do I, the funeral. I really want us to develop Memorial Man. <laughs> you write that down. Okay, I'm taking a, taking a note. Taking a note. Um, here, like they don't steal it. Don't steal it. <laughs> then we also have the uh, Iceman Shadow Cat ice skate yes. scene here. Um, and then Which, again, I, I want to point out how much this bothers me that the, it's not like he could just be like, yeah, I got these ice skates as well. He's like, no, I'm going to make ice skates out of ice, but then also they're just going to be ice skates with really bad ice prosthetics on them in just a second. And we're going to get a close up of that. <laughs> it's like, they didn't he even could, try, man. Just put a little bit of ice on the bottom of his feet. Anyway. Right, right. Many things could have been done to to give us the same effect. And yet here we are. So then we got the scene where Wolverine tells Rogue uh, to not go for a boy, but to go get the cure only if it's what she wants. Right, um, right, right. So now Magneto is out in the woods, right? And he's talking to Gene, who basically has like only one more line for the entire rest of this movie. Cause she just stands next to Magneto and stares at things mm-hmm. for the entire rest of the movie. Inexplicably. Like the Phoenix does. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of her powers. The Phoenix definitely does not like to monologue and, uh, you know, make, you know, proclamations about things. But anyway. Oh no, no. So Magneto is explaining like, you know, I can control metal, but you could do anything. And she's just like, yeah, like I could take this gun apart 
and pull all the cure missiles out and point them right at you. And he's just like, okay, all right, cool, cool down. Let's be cool here. All right, okay, he's, okay, okay. He's, he's seriously getting like really nervous here because he's just right. like, oh, whoa, hey, hey, <laughs> you know. But for she, some reason. She is the definition of a loose cannon. <laughs> exactly. She's she's chaotic evil here. Uh-huh. Uh, or maybe even chaotic neutral, I guess. But I feel like, yeah, because she'll just kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Mm-hmm. But he's he he even at this point, he Magneto is still just like, okay, I think I can work with this. Right. Yeah, well, I, I, I definitely feel like Magneto in this movie was more or less blinded by the the idea of I, I think I've got this, you know, mm-hmm. like he he definitely had that notion like I have worked this through and I'm really sure I'm going to win this time. <laughs> and and on top of it, this was like, I mean, as the name implies, this was the last stand. It was like right. having the cure is like the humans now have the ability to wipe the mutants out. It's like, so if, if it's do or die time, basically. Right. So some of the rules from before are going to get thrown out the window here. One of those rules is don't have a psychotic invincible person on your <laughs> team who is only barely loyal to you. Right. Okay. Uh, to do true. Uh, um, there's a nice line where uh, Pyro's like, you know, if you give me the, Chance I would have killed Xavier myself, and Magneto's like, right. Professor X did more for mutants than you will ever know, and I I thought that was great because they're still right. friends, they're still lovers. They Absolutely. Love each other. Absolutely. Um. <clears throat> so now the uh, the the remaining adult mutants are hanging out at the at the X mansion, and they're just like, well, what do we do about the school? Do we? We're going to have to close it down. And Bobby's like, well, most of these kids have nowhere to go. And they're like, I'm thinking like, why are you going to close it down? Like just earlier, <laughs> like earlier today, you were talking about Storm totally being ready to t- like what it was this being funded by like Professor X's personal money. <laughs> and it's now, you know, going to go to his next of kin, who's like some mutant hating person. And they're not going to pay for the school or like what's the but then. It's like very quickly decided because um, uh, Angel comes in and he's just right. like, "Can I, you know, I need a place to stay." I heard Angel this was a safe place in for one of his three scenes in the movie was just like, "Oh, hey, hey what uh, are you guys, what are you guys doing in here?" I've been wandering I'm, this building looking right, for right. anybody. <laughs> I, I surmised that this was a bad time because when I showed up, you were all at a funeral, so I just <laughs> waited out here until somebody came in. And I was like, hey, guys, can I stay here? Because I heard this was a cool place to hang out for mutants. And they're just like, you heard right, buddy, but you're a little too late. So why don't you just don't unpack those bags? Because <laughs> yeah, at this point, we've decided we just don't care. <laughs> Keep storm, on trucking. Storm decrees the the school will stay open because that's what Professor X wanted. Right. And, and, Beast, and she was... Who was she's earlier like, like uh, I don't I do I don't think we could do this. After that, she's just like Beast. Tell everyone they're staying. And he's yeah, like, that's, that's my favorite. Okay. He's like, I don't fucking work here. <laughs> Why don't you tell everybody they're staying? Fuck, bitch. I don't know why <clears throat> Beast is so disrespectful. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really weird choice for this movie. It is, it is a weird, weird monologue session there. Um, but, so Iceman uh, learns anyway. that Rogue is gone. Um, Wolverine goes out <laughs> Iceman, to... Iceman learns that Rogue is gone in a really, like, weird... Like, he's like, I just walked into Rogue's room and there's literally nothing in there. How did I not notice this? <clears throat> like, she left... They took everything. The maid came, turned down the bed. Everything is just gone. I don't understand what how much happened? time passes right, in between right. scenes in this movie because Rogue is. I was literally just hanging out with Kitty, almost making out like half an hour ago. Why yeah. did my girlfriend leave? Because it, it feels like within the movie, it feels like Rogue left a while ago. For but sure. Then Bobby leaves to go to the to the lab. Uh, to see if she's in the line and she's not there, but then much later she is there. Like that's when she shows up and it's like, I don't understand why it took her so long. <laughs> right. Like, what took her? She went for ice cream yeah. or some other. She took one of the cars thing. that doesn't have a jet engine on it. <laughs> it took her a really long time to hotwire one of Cyclops's vehicles. <laughs> Um, so we, yeah. There, so so anyway. So yeah, there is the scene where um, Pyro is there. They're at the cure, and um, Iceman is in like the picketers area because there's mutants that are picketing, and Pyro's like, you know, goading him on and being like, you know, you're still too afraid to fight and everything. And Iceman's just like, eh, enough about you and everything. And then Pyro like fires a bolt of uh, or a ball of fire into the building, and everyone runs away. Goodness gracious. Yep, that's pretty much it. So then Magneto gets on TV and he's just like, you know, hey, we're here, we're queer, get used to it, we're going to blow stuff up. That's basically, if I could summarize. Yes, yes, I mean, I feel like that was a very apt. Um, So he, he invites all the mutants to join him, and then over at the White House, Trask is like, okay, well, if he wants a war, we're going to give him a war. So... This is probably my favorite scene in the entire movie. They're organizing the army to go and attack Magneto. And there is a like a, a drill sergeant shouting out all the exposition you need to understand what's going on. Because <laughs> he's going, all right, people, turn in your metal. No metal can be on you. Turn in your belts. Turn in your... Th pick up your cure guns. Pick up your cure bullets and he's like it the scene goes on and on mm -hmm. and on and he is literally like is it do you get it yet does everybody understand what we're doing here we're not <laughs> gonna have any metal because magneto is a guy who can control metal and if we got metal it's gonna go bad for us so we're not gonna have any metal okay he's magneto he controls metal do we get it this is the third movie do you get it yet <laughs> Yes, that is uh, that is how it was, and I love it. And then, like, the very next scene is, like, all these people are getting out of metal cars, and I'm just like, guys. <laughs> guys, <laughs> I thought you had it. Come on. Like, he explained the whole thing. Like, did you guys not get it? It's Magneto with the metal. Come on. Magneto, come on. So come on. <laughs> they got, like satellite footage or whatever of magneto's camp and the guys are closing in but it turns out it's actually just multiple man who's just like okay guys i guess i'll go to jail <laughs> i was just here to go to jail now technically yeah it could be, yeah it could not be the real multiple man he right i mean 
in all reality, Multiple Man could have taken them on. Like, Multiple Man is one of those characters that I... He's he's should be a super overpowered character. He's just not smart. Mm-hmm. Like, he could be... I, I don't know that he has a limit. Like, mm-hmm. he could be a lot of people. Yep. So technically, he could just be like, all right, how many soldiers are there? I'm going to make 10 of me for each one that I see, and then the real me is going to hide deep underground. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. That's it. I win. I mean, that's pretty much kind of how it works in the comics. Like, the real, right. like, Jamie Prime is rarely ever actually around. Uh, <laughs> right. But anyway... <laughs> So that's fun. So right. now it, um, it was a cute little nod. It was like, ha, I like that guy. Okay, fine. Um, Wolverine now is on the trail of Gene because he's he can smell Gene anywhere. All these people can detect them each other from really far away. Wolverine can't smell Mystique when she's dressed as somebody that he knows, but he can smell the real Gene, you know, from a mile away. Um. There's a, a a fight scene in the woods where he's got to fight the guy who's throwing like spiky horns at him. Yeah, um, I don't know who that guy is supposed to be. Marrow, but a dude. Uh, maybe, maybe. Anyway, he kills everybody, and then he uh, he hangs around in the crowd for a while, and no one is people. This is a thing, Pat. People in crowds who are cheering for things are never suspicious of the guy in the dark cloak who's not also cheering for things. <laughs> right, right. That's like the first red flag. But anyway, Wolverine's just like, oh, okay, so they're going to attack the lab. Okay, okay, cool, cool. And then he leaves. And then Jean uh, has moved to a different place where she's standing and staring at things. And Wolverine's like, oh, hey, Jean, why don't you come with me? I'll get you out of here. And then Magneto shows up and is like, she's here by choice. And you're going bye-bye. And like throws him out of the woods. I think some more things happened in that conversation, but I don't really care. <laughs> um, <sighs> scrolling through all the crap. Uh, Scroll, scrolling through the crap. Scrolling through the crap. <laughs> That's what this episode is called. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, cool. Cool. Okay. So now. Wolverine goes back to the mansion and he's like, okay, guys, they're going to go attack the cure. They're going to go destroy the cure. We got to stop them. All right. This is, we're the X-Men. We fight the brotherhood of evil mutants. That's the rule. Autobots versus Decepticons, you know, He-Man versus Skeletor. Like if they're doing stuff, we got to do the opposite of that thing. So we got to go there to Alcatraz where there's a, a, an entire army of people who are very well equipped to fight the exact thing that's coming to attack them. And we got to go and save those guys because that's what heroes do. <laughs> I don't know. It's not, it's not entirely clear. I think it was just like, you know, cause that was what the professor would have wanted or something. It's not entirely clear why they're like, we got to go defend the cure all of a sudden because right. like, they got like a huge army there with people with cure guns and everything. Like, I mean, I, I don't know, but regardless they do. And then Magneto. Okay. So the, the, the movie gets incredibly stupid <laughs> because it's been so eloquent so far. Uh, yeah. The it's, it's, it's been, you know, a beautiful mind here so far, but all of a sudden it's, 
Magneto is like Woes. Magneto's like, we gotta get over to that island there. All right. There's like 30 of us. It's gonna be like a bus is gonna be like super expensive and the ferries aren't running right now. <laughs> it's an island, you know. Exactly, exactly. So I think what I'll do is I'll take this bridge, which I think is the Golden Gate Bridge, but it's not in the right spot. Uh, so maybe it's just a different bridge that looks like the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm not sure, but he picks up one the can never be too sure. He picks up the entire bridge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and on this bridge is like a family in a car who are extremely cool with whatever is going on here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> too cool with what is happening to them. Everybody else, you know, the bridge is shaking and crumbling, and everybody else is like running for their lives, and though this woman. Like the mom, like there's kids in the back seat playing video games and they're freaked out. And the mom is just like, "What's going on?" And the dad's like, <laughs> "My door won't open. Like I can't get out. This other car is smashed in ours. I can't get the door open." You know, like this is stupid. I don't even know why we came to the Golden Gate Bridge. This is dumb. <laughs> they take the entire bridge. Like the bridge spans from the mainland to the island. So it's like maybe they it was like the escape route or something, or like to let more people on. But it's like. You know, like in like Batman Begins, where they're like, we got to like raise the bridge to Arkham so that people can't get out and stuff, Mm -hmm, you know, and mm -hmm. then they're trying to lower the bridge. Like they put a bridge there, but there's no point. Like there's not, (laughs) this isn't like we're going to walk out across the bridge at the end when we're done. Right. Maybe that was the plan. I don't know, because I never get to the end of the plan, but like they bring the the entire bridge there and drop it. So and the people are like all the mutants are just standing on the edge of the bridge, but they bring the whole thing, not even just like the segment they're on. And then <laughs> they drop it and Magneto turns around to look at the family in the car and the mom like casually just like locks the doors. And it's like Cuz it's funny. I, Don't you get the funny? It's so funny. And and Magneto just kind of like smirks at her and walks away cuz he's probably thinking like this person is so dumb. She's probably just going to end up accidentally killing herself at some point. Right. I don't need you know to do what? anything with this. I'm, I don't even need to to give this one a second thought. It's going to end itself, I'm sure. Yeah. This, right. these Keep moving, guys. These people Keep have moving. no survival instinct. Anyway, <laughs> this thing says it is the Golden Gate Bridge, but I have doubts. I Well, you know, it like you said, it could be the Golden Gate Bridge, but just somewhere where it shouldn't be. Um. So this is the part where they're Wolver or um, Magneto sends in the pawns, and they all get shot with cure guns. And Magneto's just like, "Well, that's why you send in the pawns first. <laughs> like Magneto, such, everybody such in this movie move. is way more of an asshole than they need to be. Right? Like I don't. This is in. This is technically in character for Magneto because he's oddly been willing to sacrifice other mutants to achieve his goals, it, even when it's like. The immediate goal is saving mutants, mm-hmm. but like it's just so long such a as not... his agenda is met, it's yeah, fine. It's just such a not a Magneto thing to do. Like, and this movie, it is the worst. Oh yeah, because he's just like, yep, you guys go in, and you know, you get killed for me. Right. To, to him, getting depowered is essentially being killed. Right. Well, and he's he's just like everybody go, and Pyro's like, yay, and he's like, no, 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 no not, not not yet. Wait, wait for it. Let them spring all the traps. <laughs> and then and then after uh they fire like all the cure guns that they have, then Magneto's just oh first he's like uses his powers and he's just like 
plastic. They've learned. <gasps> like, oh, God, Magneto, come on. Didn't you hear I, the guy shouting right. about the metal? I, I gotta say, I really love your delivery of that plastic. <laughs> plastic. Damn if it. If only I, I could control two things. <laughs> I mean, it's not like there isn't a... Classics. It's not like this entire island hasn't got, like, tons of metal all right. over the place. But... It's not like they brought with an entire fucking metal uh, bridge that he could just use to just the bridge. He could just stomp them with the bridge. Right. So this they is don't, so, they don't look at the big picture here. So this is my favorite part. After the army depowers the vast majority of the people that came with Magneto, then Magneto's like, Arclite, use your powers to target only those guns. Right. And he he's got like shockwaves or something that only destroy the guns. And it's like you could have started with that. Right. That no, would no, have been a good no, opener. No. First, we had to get rid of all of the pawns. <laughs> <laughs> I only brought enough snacks for like 12 of us to get home. The party bus I rented for the drive home. <laughs> <laughs> I have to lose at least 60%. 75 would be great. I pay by the head. <laughs> So I imagine at this point, this is when the X-Men show up and they're like, we got to hold in the line. And then we do get some pretty good fight scenes where, um, like, Beast just goes like ape shit. Yeah. Uh, that's probably Again, pretty literal, too. Beast was my favorite character in this movie. Yes. And the movie is not shy about implying that he was definitely part of the team for a long time. Yeah. He has an old uniform hanging out. Like, he, despite being like a politician who wears a suit for the rest of the movie... He is clearly a soldier, like he's got mm -hmm. the training and everything, and he just kicks a lot of ass. He does. And again, super awesome. I would love, I, I, at this point, it's not never going to happen, but I would love to see more adventures of the Kelsey Grammar Beast. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll go as far as saying I dislike um, New Beast. Just I feel like they never did him right. No, they didn't. They created a brand new character and made him blue furry. It's a, yeah. it, he doesn't feel like Beast. A lot Not of the characters, because they're too young, they don't feel like they're actual characters. Anyway. Um, we'll get to that soon enough. So Kitty, uh, Shadowcat, goes in to rescue Leech right. um, after the Juggernaut. She chases the Juggernaut in and sucks him down into the floor, phases him down into the floor, which apparently... I did not know this, but apparently, like, just shifts the matter out of the way. So he's not, like, sure. we'll go with into it the floor this anymore. Way. He's now stuck in the floor. Because right. he bursts out of it, and he's not, mm -hmm. like, half floor. Right. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty positive she should have killed him. But, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. It's next one movie. But, unfortunately, she's not aware of who he is. Pat, who, right. who is he? Oh, I'm the juggernaut, bitch! Yeah, that was which which was kids a uh, a a rather I would say rather unfortunate internet meme that was very funny the first time you watched it, and then literally everyone in your life thereafter would be like, "Oh my god, did you see this? Oh my god, you <laughs> like the comic books, right? Look at this!" And uh, and then it got really old, really really fast. It's yeah, it's a really stupid video where it's like these these two guys are just like overdubbing a season three Phoenix episode of the animated series where the Juggernaut Which, fights like Phoenix and Gladiator and stuff. And it's again it like was, 
like an off the cuff kind of thing, you know. Yeah, they're just goofing around. Very and... funny, very silly. Totally worth one watch. Yeah, <laughs> but that's, then it that's it. It it's got not like... way out of control. Like there was before this movie came out, when we heard that the Juggernaut was in there, there were like petitions going around. Where he's got to stay the Juggernaut, bitch. And then you know nobody thought it was going to happen, and then no, it, there it because was. It shouldn't have. Right. It's it's a terrible line. Right. Eh, Terrible anyway. line doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, I like I said, you know, she she calls him a dick or a dickhead or something. Um, that was funnier yeah. <laughs> than than him being the juggernaut bitch and and he and she still beat him. Yep, she she <laughs> like, defeats him like... by because in this movie he's a mutant and not a mystical powered human, and he's also apparently not related to Professor X. Well, you know, because you would assume Magneto would know that you would also assume that, uh, you know, Mystique and Professor X would have exchanged words, <laughs> given that they grew up together. That's, but that's we point. don't ever find that out. So. Um, so there's another storm in my house, apparently. I tell you, I, I can I can hear that rolling right on in. That's uh, do we have a I have a flash flood warning going on right now. Yeah, so, so do I. Until like midnight or one o'clock or yeah, something. Mine's still four. It's probably not going to happen. Anyway, point is, what was the point? <laughs> oh yeah, D- she finds Leech. It shuts her powers off, so they can't phase out. But it also shuts the Juggernaut's powers off, uh, and he is now uh, extremely stoppable. <laughs> because that's that's his power. <laughs> I was unstoppable, and now I am highly stoppable. Right when you when the X gene is suppressed his extremely stoppable recessive genes <laughs> kick in <laughs> and he, <laughs> he just smacks into the wall and passes out like people in this movie get punched and kicked and thrown through things and the juggernaut just like literally runs headfirst into a wall and is out for the rest of the movie and probably dies in that building when it disintegrates most to be likely honest. yeah yeah that's that's a good <laughs> dumb i love it oh man this movie like i said i wish i wish that we could have extracted beast and kitty from this movie and put them in x2 Mm, yeah you know it would have been great um if and, and the danger room scene and other than that i could care less about this movie it's such meh they also kill. There's another character that we didn't mention who wasn't worth mentioning up until this point. Dr. <laughs> Rao, who is a scientist yes. who worked on the cure. She yes. dies because uh, Pincushion goes to give her a hug to comfort her. And then he, uh, you know, spikes all through her and then she dies. Right. So that was Pincushions it. Are, again, really, really dumb. Like the whole, the whole thing was just like, no, shh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I just, you know. Really, I just probably inconvenienced you a lot because I just porcupined you. And I mean, it's not like they're really long spikes, but I think they're poison. Pretty sure they're poison. But, you know, <laughs> other than that, I I got you. I got you about half inch, about he, 30, he killed 30, her with thousand times. Killed her with kindness. <laughs> with kindness, no less. Yes. Okay, um, okay, so Arclight and Psylocke take uh, Warren Worthington 2 
up to the roof and throw him off and Angel catches him and unconvincingly flies away with him and we that's the last we see of his dad and we see Angel flying around later right. that's Angel's contribution to this movie it's catches, garbage but it's there his dad. right it's um, like man I was expecting this character to do something yeah you really because when the X-Men leave to go to this fight you see Angel see, watching them leave and you're like oh right. he's gonna go fight with them but he's not he's there to save literally his dad and nobody else and then just be like, I'm I'm gonna go. Peace. I'm gonna go. So. Um Storm electrocutes Callisto significantly this time. Uh <clears throat> Pyro is uh finally let loose to go defeat Iceman, but Iceman, uh while losing to the firepower, suddenly fully ices up. Which again, when I first watched it, was super freaking cool. It was like um, like no pun intended, right? Uh, but but watching it this time, it was less cool. <laughs> it wasn't awful or anything. It was, it was just because the CGI but, was a little awkward right. and everything, and it's it, just like he wasn't bald. I remember this is, much. I cool. I remembered him being like completely iced over, but it looked like he still had his suit on, but it yeah, just had he ice on top of it. Right, he had some like frost. Yeah, little little extra frost on him. But other still, than that, I mean, it was still cool that he did it. He just he never makes an ice slide. That's that's what we needed. Um, they had they had some significant, especially for the times. They had some significant fan service in this movie, um, but not nearly enough to make it <laughs> oh, <you laughs> worth know, worth the worth the wait. You know what I skipped over is uh, Pyro. Magneto hurling cars and Pyro lighting them on fire, <laughs> which is, I don't, I mean, getting sure. hit by a car versus getting hit by a flaming car, there's not really a whole lot of difference. Aha, uh-huh, but the flaming car will probably explode, given enough gas inside of it, so you get, you know, a okay. little more damage. One of those cars had that family in it. Yeah, and, and they now were just they're like, on fire. <laughs> they were just like, oh boy. <laughs> oh dear. Honey, those the doors still locked, right? <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. we're gonna be fine then. We're Sweetie, gonna be just on fire fine. now. <laughs> Don't worry, honey, we're just fine. <laughs> they were high. That entire family was just high. That's what that was. They, they ate some mushrooms. All right. Right, right before uh, this happened, they're like, "These are the craziest mushrooms I have ever had." <laughs> so they realize that uh there's a, a there's some cure darts nearby and there's a really long scene at least it felt long to me of like oh, everybody it was just very like <laughs> looking at each other and being like are you thinking what i'm thinking i'm thinking what you're thinking are you going to be able to do the thing because i think we need to do the thing all right you're going to be able whoa, to do whoa, the wait, thing? wait a second i think i'm thinking of a different thing no it was the same thing okay we're thinking the same thing all right do you guys think because metal remember? i was metal, thinking about going to the bathroom no 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 <laughs> beast what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> so the plan is uh storm makes fog as you do mm-hmm. right then wolverine jumps straight at magneto while yelling in what is clearly an obvious no, no, diversion it, it, it he does more oh, than i'm sorry you're right no. No, you're right yeah we, go ahead. we do get a second fastball special which is you know uh a singular saving grace for this film. It's getting less um, special, though. It's true. 
But uh, the fastball special is one of my all-time favorite things. So the fact that we got two of them in this movie makes me very happy. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so he gets hurled at Magneto. Magneto very quickly and very obviously stops him, you know. Uh, but then Magneto's just like, <laughs> you never learn. And he's just like, actually, I live at a school. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback! Yep. Uh, but no, he's like, actually, I do. Like, totally giving away. Like, he should not have said that. Because there was a really good chance Magneto could have been like, wait, what? <laughs> and done something to stop whatever was going to happen. Yeah. But thankfully... He gave, he he gave away the plan a little soon. Right. Like, he's like, actually, I do. Anytime now, Beast. Hang. <laughs> right. Oh, there he is. Aha! We got you. We knew it. Now you can't move my bones. <laughs> so Beast comes up behind Magneto and stabs him in the front with cure darts instead of stabbing him in the back where he wouldn't see it coming. But it doesn't matter because it well, works anyway. Well, that's because Beast has honor. Oh, oh, apologies. <laughs> he doesn't just stab somebody in the back, okay? He stabs him in the front like you, somebody with honor? Duh. And then Magneto's just like, I, I'm, I'm, a, uh, and Wolverine's like, you're one of them. He's just like, ah, oh, shit. dang, yo. My plan has backfired. <laughs> now I must kill all the mutants. <laughs> right. <laughs> I got one job and it's to kill all the other guys. You done fucked up, A.A. <laughs> Rod. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. That doesn't happen, but uh, then Wolverine's just like, Jean, Jean Grey has been here this entire time, standing on the bridge, staring, doing nothing. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. don't know why. And Wolverine's just like, Jean, it's over. All right, it's over. We got Magneto. He's a human now. We got right. him. There's he's nothing not going to go to jail. He's, <laughs> he's, just, he's just done. Right. We're just going to let him leave. Because he's he is an now. old Holocaust survivor. We can't put him in jail. <laughs> and Jean is just like, uh, okay. And then the <laughs> army shows up and they're just like, they're like oh, like, crap. Kill all mutants. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, son of a bitch. And then Jean is just, or, you know, Phoenix comes out and she's just like, all right, well, murder time. And she, and starts, she does. I mean, it is, <laughs> there are no bones about it. She atomizes like 60 guys. Yep. Just like, right, like every soldier that showed up that day is fucking dead now. Yep. Um, so there, that's in, in a, I, I don't know, this is going to sound weird. In a way, that's cool. <laughs> and I say that because, um, you know, we, we got, you know, still to this day, the best version of, of the Phoenix saga is the animated series, but, uh, but still they glazed over a lot. Like they were just like, yeah, I mean, she killed a whole galaxy that was thankfully empty. Whoo. <laughs> it's like, that seems unlikely. Well, but in the comics, know. it wasn't empty. Right. Exactly. She killed billions in the comics, which is really hard to come back from. So, uh, Wolverine starts walking toward her with, mm -hmm. while well, she's trying to disintegrate him, apparently. And it's not, 
entirely clear if she's like holding back against Wolverine because she could I would easily... say she definitely is. Like, yeah, because she could easily, even though he has healing powers, right. she could easily disintegrate him, mm-hmm. like completely. Like it's not like she can't disintegrate adamantium because what she's doing is like peeling his skin off and it's healing back very quickly, which is right. faster than he's been shown to be able to heal in all the other movies. But mm-hmm. anyway, he gets all he the got, way up there. He got taken out for like twenty minutes by a single bullet to the head. Yeah, like. Like that, first of all, that is very not canon. Wolverine should have easily just been like, son of a bitch. But but nope, he was knocked out cold. It was the impact on his head that knocked him out. I don't know. Right, right. So anyway, he gets all the way up there and she's just like, you would die for all them. I don't know why I slip everybody into a southern accent, a very slight southern accent. (laughs) You You just wish that that rope's there. No more metal. That's what she says to him. Uh... (laughs) And he goes, not for them, for you. And she's just like, oh, save me. And he's like, okay, stab, stab. Right. She's like, somebody save me. Yeah, that, was and, a, that was a topical reference for the time. Pat. Good job. <laughs> and then then he did by <laughs> killing. <laughs> and then all the water falls down and, and he's just going, gee, or whatever, because that's what they do. Right. He's staring at her picture in his bunk. So now I have a a very interesting, this is a meta commentary on the movie. The synopsis on IMDb that we've been following um, says that um, they go back to the mansion. They're standing at the graves and everything. Marie D'Ancanto has returned. Is that Rogue's last name? Because when we read the Wikipedia article like two movies ago, it did not say she has a last name. Yeah, Where I'll be honest with you. From? I've never known her to have... I mean, maybe that's from the comics somewhere, maybe. but I've never known her to have a last name. I, uh, IMDb I, believes she has a last name, and it's Dan Cantor. Well, IMDb also believes Aunt May's going to be Carnage in Spider-Man 3 Sam Raimi. So, <laughs> well, that's... Uh, take that. <laughs> Grain of salt. Um, yep. So anyway, she's she is no longer rogue. She's Marie now. She tells right. Iceman, you know, he's just like, this isn't what I wanted. And she's just like, it's not about you, dummy. It's about me. This is what it's not I about wanted. you, dummy. Now come over here and take off your pants. Yeah, that's I mean, that's what happens <laughs> for sure. But, but I'll we tell cut, you what, I'm giving you a handy, buddy. <laughs> but we cut to uh uh, Thankfully Leech. not the handy. Yes, Leech is at the school now, uh, presumably being extremely disruptive. Right, right. I, was, I don't think I ever picked up on that as a kid, uh, or as a youngster, I guess, when this movie came out. But when he like runs up and he's like hugging Storm, he's like, is he canceling everyone's powers right now? Yeah. Or do they have him under some kind of like mutant collar that's oh. suppressing his so, power. Well, the cure is made from him. So can right. he be cured? Can the cure cure him? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. Don't and if so, he but... was cured, so I'll see. So this is the other thing that bothers me. What the hell is Rogue doing there? <laughs> well, she is she is no longer a gifted youngster. Yeah. She so she's not part of the world anymore. <laughs> right. So like I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick here, but I don't think that she should stay. She is, she is, should not be like, what is she going to do aside from be like a shipless layabout? 
She can't go to to learn about powers because she ain't got none. Now, that's another thing. Do they really do that? <laughs> or do they just like, here's, here's school that's slightly skewed towards mutants. We're going to talk about, you know, math. We're going to say if there were two muties, <laughs> you know, going 60 mile an hour on a train, but one of them had teleportation powers, how long would it take them to get to New Jersey? I don't know. I don't know. Instant? No, I don't know. Do the math. Show your work. Anyway, uh, Beast is a Beast is the new United Nations ambassador. Mm-hmm. Uh, Angel is flying around. The Golden Gate Bridge is being repaired. Um, Magneto is playing chess in the park. All, all by himself. It's such a depressingly sad little scene. It is, because where... he probably should be in jail. But well, sure. instead, they're just like, we have a fate worse than that. You <laughs> right, right. have no friends, and you're an old man. You're an old Holocaust survivor sitting alone in a park doing nothing. You Doesn't su- it suck to be you? You don't have a, a hot girlfriend of indeterminate age anymore. <laughs> you, you got nothing. So anyway... Um, there is, a, you know, we, for, I forgot to mention, there is a, uh, um, the part the, the way they find Magneto's base is because, uh, right. Mystique <laughs> gave her, gave them up after he abandoned mm-hmm. her and the president's just like, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Like, Come on guys. That Knock is a, a Knock highly unfitting end to <laughs> Mystique's story. This is that's, th- that's the last thing that she gets to do technically in in canon, right? Because she, yeah. she doesn't she doesn't show up she in uh, that's she's done. Days of Future Past. Nope. So nope. This is one lover's quarrel. We should not <laughs> get involved. Anyway. Uh what the hell have oh yeah, so Magneto's just like, eh, you know what? I'm gonna try and move this chess piece. And he it moves ever so slightly right. and then it cuts away now and again i i would i would contest that he gets that tingle mm-hmm. you know like you see him just sitting there being sad and then all of a sudden it's subtle but but i feel like all of a sudden he's like whoa it's and it's whoa, that's very true let, and let it's, me see you know and then it moves just so little it's just like the end of x2 where it's like we're going over the water we're going over the water it's going so fast it's going so fast was that a firebird i don't know it's a um it's it's shown throughout all of these movies, so it's consistent that he he can't just control metal, he can sense metal. You know, right. like he's aware of the metals around him and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I it, it is very possible that he's just like, you know what, suddenly I'm becoming aware of this metal chess piece. Again. Right. You know, so it's uh I thought it was as good an ending as we could hope for for something like this. Um, well, we're, it's not over yet, Pat. Oh, I, I know, I know. Secret because, end. Yep. Then we have our first. This is actually the first after credit scene from an X Men movie, I think. Um, oh yeah. This is when they were finally starting to be like commonplace. Right. Before it was very rare for the superhero movies to have after credit scenes already. But um, Moira McTaggart is in the room with the brain dead guy, and he turns his head and says in Xavier's voice, uh, "Hello, Moira." And she goes, Charles? 
<laughs> I can't do Pat. You right. can do voices. No, no that's uh, that's okay because that's Charles? <laughs> Charles? Charles. 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 Charles in charge. Charles <laughs> in charge of my days and my nights. I don't know if those are the words. <laughs> well, it it is when it's when the Charles is Professor X and he can literally right. stop you from <laughs> right. Doing and he he literally is in charge of your days and nights. Um. So yeah, I I also. I love the notion of this because, again, we do see Professor X in Days of Future Past. Just, you know, no mention of this. So so this is just how he came back. I think that it would be really fun to explore how um, that guy probably... Well, now, isn't it, isn't it supposedly his twin brother? Um... I thought that was like a, a, a cut scene or something. Yeah, where it that, was I actually, think that was a deleted scene where they said uh, it was actually his twin brother or something. Right. So, so that that sets up why it still looks like him and everything. But again, I would hope, I would hope against hope that he could walk for like five minutes, and then just something terrible happens because he's totally in a wheelchair later. And this was well before they explained his his wheelchair boundness being part of his powers. So I think it would be great if he was like, oh, shit, this is great. Why didn't I do this years ago? And gets up and just slips on a banana peel. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> son of a bitch. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba, Professor X. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did want to bring this up just because um, my daughter pointed it out to me, and it was just something that... You know, you kind of notice, but I didn't notice how purposeful it was. Professor X's wheelchair always stops on X. <laughs> it's never a plus sign. It's never slightly off kilter. It always says X. The first time, the first time it showed, Marion's just like oh, X, Dad. That's an X because he's an X man. I was like, that's true. Good job. Good job. And then I noticed through the whole movie that it's never not an X. It's always perfectly on. Like, I actually don't think those wheels move. And then, you know, <laughs> I don't know, these are just weird things that she kept pointing out. Like, she's like, Dad, how's this chair moving? This is freaking me out. I was like, that's 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 a technology we have. It's just a motorized chair. <laughs> yeah. But then when they go in to meet Beast, Storm is definitely pushing him. And I was like, why did he why he's like, oh, you know what? I I want to conserve some battery power. Yeah. Would you mind? Just just give it a little, little pushy. <laughs> so there I've, done, I've been doing some research while you were talking about the end here. Yeah. Uh, Marie Dencanto is a separate character in Marvel 616, who oh. is a friend of Rogue. Friend and ally. Okay. okay. And th that is Rogue's official name in the movies. But I do not know where that name comes from, but I think it might be a prequel comic book. Because oh, I, I hate I, those. <laughs> I don't believe it is said anywhere in the movie. I think I would have picked up on that. Because she does tell Wolverine to call her Marie. So there, right. So there is another, there's a weird um, other like theme that somewhat runs through the movie, but then also doesn't where it's like, 
Mystique doesn't want to be called Raven because that's her human name. And she wants right. to go like she wants to go by Mystique. In the second movie, you know, Magneto says, like, you know, what's your real name, John? You know, like mm-hmm. that they had their mutant names and then they had their human names. And when Wolverine calls her rogue and she says it's it's Marie, you know, that's because she's made the choice to go back to being human. Right. But like they bury Gene Gray and Scott Summers. They don't bury Cyclops. Like that's what I mean, that's on his gravestone. You know, I was wondering because like, I couldn't make it out on my version. I could see that their names were on it, but again, you know, I was watching on YouTube, so it wasn't high yeah. def. No, it's Gene um, Gray and Scott Summers is what it says. Okay. And like they always call Shadowcat Kitty. They've never said Shadowcat, you know. Um Storm is always Storm, but Wolverine is almost always Logan. Right. Like it's it's just the movie is inconsistent with how the characters refer to each other, even though there seems to be like a everybody's got this sense of like, we have a mutant name and then we have a human name. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it's I, I definitely, it's, it's very interesting for sure. Um, but I, I would definitely, I, I feel like it person to person. I do feel like characters like Wolverine, it's almost weird, you know, when they're, uh, when they call him Logan all the time, mm-hmm. because again, for me, you know, for, for many of us, Logan, you, he that he didn't even have that name for a while. You know, he was he was unknown for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, a rogue, especially she she was unknown for a very long time. Um, so like the the emergence she's, of she's Marie. Still Anna Marie in the comics. Yeah, with no so, last name, or maybe Marie is her last name. Right, Anna Marie. Yeah, who knows? Um, yeah, it's you know, I. I find the whole thing very interesting. I've always liked the notion of it because, you know, some characters like Superman and Clark Kent, there's obvious reason for it, you know, but like a character like Steve Rogers, like everybody knows Captain Rogers is Captain America. Mm -hmm. Like why have the two monikers at all? You know, Um, because it's cool. Right. You know, there there's there. You know, and it's not he's obviously not keeping something a secret. It's just it is what it is. You know, he's is is call him Cap. Cap. It's it's his rank, technically. And also, you know, it's cool to say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, let's let's wrap this up very quickly here. It's uh not a great movie, but if you like some cool X Men fights, you know, you could watch it. There's uh some some unintentionally funny things, um, and also some awkward things. Some really yeah. awkward things, but uh, definitely recommended for exactly one watch. I think yes. I would recommend everybody watch all of these movies one time. I agree. I agree. There's no, there's no movie that's totally worth skipping. Mm-hmm. There are ones that are understandable to skip, but you know. Anyway, yeah. and this movie uh, gets erased from continuity later, so it's not super important. True. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, Jibcast.com. Uh, stru- uh, facebook.com slash structure gibberish uh, twitter at structure jib and on all of your favorite podcast players all of them every and, single one and uh, we're going to go right out the storm now so we'll uh, we'll talk to you later storm <laughs> <laughs> Aurora. <laughs>